Blog Talk Radio. future generations, a new world order. There's a need for a new world order, but it has different characteristics in different parts of, of the world. If you've got a business, that you didn't build that. Somebody else made that happen. Finland, of all countries, is kicking off the new year by launching a new social experiment. Some 2,000 unemployed citizens chosen at random will get a guaranteed monthly income whether they work or not. A lot of economists actually think this could be a good idea, saying it will cut down on government red tape and welfare fraud while helping to combat poverty. Secretary Clinton, in a speech you gave to a Brazilian bank for which you were paid $225,000, we've learned from the WikiLeaks that you said this, and I want to quote, my dream is a hemispheric common market with open trade and open borders. We haven't had a very collective notion of these are our children. So part of it is we have to break through our kind of private idea that kids belong to their parents or kids belong to their families and recognize that kids belong to whole communities. And the hope that each of us has to build a new world order. The pieces are in flux. Soon they will settle again. Before they do, let us reorder this world around us. We've got to give them a stake in creating the kind of uh, world order that I think all of us would like to see. 
leaders come together and establish a framework for global governance. These measures are enacted. We continue to move forward with the G20 process. We will have the kind of global governance that is necessary to ensure the stability and transparency of markets. I think a new world order is emerging, and with it the foundations of a new and progressive era of international cooperation. The affirmative task we have now is to actually um, create uh, uh, a new world order. And ladies and gentlemen, that is exactly what we are seeing go on. And it's it's been funny, folks, uh, watching some of the... Uh, Responses on my face. I've been banning uh, trolls and uh, and some of these paid uh, government uh, clowns that like to uh, you know appear on your page and give you a hard time. But whenever you write something or point out something that's extraordinary, and there's obviously a problem, and folks, you have to really back away and look at some of these blooming idiots who don't know the history of the deep state in America and all of the have you ever read Operation Gladio I mean for heaven's sake have you ever looked at the Tuskegee experiments have you ever looked at what they did over San Francisco the CIA what they did over Florida I mean the MK Ultra stuff the Operation Mockingbird which you can go watch right now in front of Congress where they plant journalists, and and then the Ontario Commission reports on 9-11. And you're looking at all that. You're seeing everything. That's, you see the deep state essentially at war with our elected president. You see them actually even hiring the Mueller Commission. They can't find Jack. And then you had Burr coming out here today. I'll let, I'll, I'll, Rush had a really good piece on that. I'll play that for you. But you had Burr coming out today, and he was talking about the stupid, just pathetically fictitious Trump dossier that John McCain got from some, well, I don't know where he got it. He got it from somewhere in the, well, Steel wrote it, Fusion GPS, all of that stuff. But um, all of these all of these different things, and then you can sit here and see, and I'm going to get into this, but the missing muzzle flashes were found. And you've got, I mean, way down, like on the 4th, 10th, 12th floor, I don't know which floor it was, but it was very low down and nowhere near where it was supposed to be. And I can remember, folks, I can remember because I am a student of these things. I'm ex-military. I do know a little bit about this kind of stuff. I'm also, you know, my formative, I was a trapper and a hunter when I was much, much younger. I mean, when I was a kid. I mean, when I, I mean, I was like ten years old, carrying around a twenty-two rifle, going exploring in the deep woods when we used to have deep woods, anyway. And um, anyway, so I, yeah, you know, I mean, I was brought up in the in, in all of that back in back in those days. It was normal turkey shoots and all. It was great fun. People still do it, just not as much. But I'm sitting there watching this with my wife on the iPad outside. I like to sit on the front porch or wherever, and uh, watching it, uh, you know, we have a sling box, and so I'm sitting there watching it, and people are being gunned down. You know, you have all these clips that you have seen, and up, you you know about where the gunshots are supposed to be coming, coming from, and it should be very obvious. There is nothing made, folks, that can suppress the explosion, and that's what it is when you hear 
the the crack of a rifle or what that is the that is an explosion okay it's an explosion in a barrel and and when you hear that gunshot a lot of it's due to you know something breaking the speed barrier okay so in order to to keep from having that pop which is a bullet breaking the speed barrier you have to slow it down enough to where it doesn't break the speed and when you do that well you're doing all kinds of crazy that's what a silencer does um it basically builds enough, essentially enough back pressure in there. I'm not going to get into the science of it, but it's basic. It builds enough back pressure into the, the gun to slow the bullet down when it's coming out to where it doesn't go to the speed of sound, in essence. So, uh, and then you don't hear the pop. Like when a jet, something that large, uh, breaks the speed of sound, well, you know, it's uh, you can hear it. it. It'll break windows. So something even as small as a bullet can travel for miles. Anyway, so... Um, you can't see the muzzle flashes from the 32nd floor. And I've, I've been watching the, the trolls, and they have found my, I mean, this, this post that I wrote last night called, uh, some of you probably saw it, Missing Muzzle Flashes Found. And it wasn't from me. It was from uh, somebody who sent me a YouTube video, and it really hadn't been heavily publicized. Uh, from David Harris, Jr., he's a, a conservative black man, he's very popular, and he's always making YouTube videos. And he had heard this, apparently, from the Michael Savage show when a military guy got on there. But I'm not going to, I mean, I cannot deny the fact that when I was sitting there watching this, I even brought it up. I'm like, where are the muzzle flashes? There are no muzzle flashes. There should be muzzle flashes when they were, you could hear the gunshots, you could see the tower. But the problem was, the reason I couldn't see the muzzle flashes initially is because it was far too low on the clips that I was looking at. They say fourth, tenth, floor. I don't know. Still, to this to this moment, what floor that was, I could figure it out. But it's not important. You can clearly see them. Then you've got these idiots saying, well, you know, uh, there's no broken window there. There doesn't have to be. There, they could have done any number of things. This thing was so meticulously planned and handled. I mean, the, you could actually cut a pane out of a, of a glass. You can cut it. They, they make cutters. They're only like $12.00. You can circumscribe a cutter, and nobody would be able to see it, and leave your, your, yourself a fine field of fire uh, out the window and then just simply cock the freaking glass back in, okay? But you say, well, why didn't they report it? Well, you come on. It, it, they're not going to report something that completely exits from the narrative that you've been given, okay? Now, listen, you know all of the strange oddities surrounding this already. There's a lot of weird stuff going on here. you got some woman zipping off to the Mideast and then going to the Philippines, which is basically at this point covered up in ISIS and al-Qaeda. And, you know, they're trying to take over the Philippines, and they're doing a pretty good job from what I've seen. Um, that, is a, that is becoming a Muslim stronghold over there, and she was over there. Now, then you heard the sheriff last night. Okay, and you heard what he had to say, didn't you? Did you hear the sheriff? Let's see if I can find that clip. Maybe. Oh, I think I've got it on the show side. Hang on just a second. Let me get down to that. Uh, here we go. Okay, so lots of stuff here, but you're going to hear now, as soon as I get this thing up and running, I was sitting here watching this. I made it a point. I was in the middle of, of watching um, Hannity last night or something. I think it was Hannity. And I, I and and uh, Melanie had said something to me about how the sheriff was acting. He was acting. Uh, I'm, I'm sure he's tired. But there was something on the order to, 
everybody can see it if you look hard for it. He seemed kind of disgusted, you know, just sort of, I don't know, despondently disgusted. It could have been tired. I don't know, but he also said something about the FBI being involved. And it, there was almost, if maybe there were, something of a roll of the eyes. Uh, they've gotten involved, he said. and they're, you know. But I want you to hear, he, he actually said what all of us have been uh, sort of wondering about and what we've been hearing here and there, although nothing concrete. And he did say, look, if I know, I'm, I may know something, but I'm going to tell you I don't know it. He actually said that. So, and everybody kind of, all the reporters in the room laughed, okay, when he said, yeah, I may know something, but I'm not, I may not tell you. If I do, I'm just going to say, no, I don't. So, I'm just telling you, this is the way it's going to be. So, anyway, here's what he had to say. Listen. You heard me say that we're comfortable that we have the suspect in custody, but something more may come of that investigation. And I want to understand the motivation that you described, okay, to prevent any future incidents. And, you know, did this person get radicalized unbeknownst to us? And we want to identify that source. So there you go. There you go. Did he become radicalized? So maybe that explains it. But there's far, 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 far more to this story. The, the muzzle flashes, I think, are key. And it was just so funny, some of the reactions to it that I was getting. Um, and if they were disrespectful, I just, you know, uh, which you get a lot of that. When you're, when you're reporting something, and believe me, I mean, it, it gives you a funny feeling. I can only imagine how some people feel when they're reporting some of the things that they report rather than making an observation uh, that hasn't been made, okay? But, yeah, you get people and you get ridiculed when you say, hey, there are muzzle flashes, they're not in the right place. And you can clearly see it. We had like six clips, of, and, you know, David Harris Jr. pointing it out. I'll tell you what, I'm going to run over here, and I'm going to let you hear just a little bit of what David has to say. And um, now, if you, wanna, if you haven't seen the story, you need to see it. If you haven't seen these clips, you need to see them. You're going to be blown away. And one of them last night was my wife when I was pointing this out. She's like, no way. And I'm like, okay, no, 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 because she's like that. So I said, just watch. So I ran her through. I've got two video clips, and they're both montages. Fascinating. And, and of course, I've got David Harris. Many of them, you, you probably know of David Harris. If you don't, he's a cool guy. So I'm, I'm sitting there, and I'm like running through these clips. And I said, now look, see that? And she's like, whoa. And before I got through that, then she wanted to see it repeated. So I had to blow it up and repeat it uh, on the screen, huge on the iPad, so that she could see exactly what it looked like. And by the time I got done, she said, well, why are they doing this? I said, well, that's a really, that's the you know, million-dollar question right there. Why are they doing this? But then, folks, that's one of the questions, Right. But then you've got all of the other ingredients coming into all of this. You've seen what has already happened. You've seen what's going on with Trump, between Trump and the deep state. It is undeniable at this point. You've seen the way the GOP establishment Republicans have gone after Trump, okay? And I don't, listen, I don't buy any of the conventional reasoning on, oh, they just don't like him because he is, uh, he is, what do they say? He is not of the establishment. He's not of the political class. He is uh, he's a business guy. They're not going to let him get it right. They're not going to let him come in there and show him. 
It's not that, folks. I, I just can't believe that. But the more rational explanation based on their actions is, and go back and look at Obama. Go back and look at Bush. Those were the same administrations with different flavors, okay? There, there wasn't much difference when you add it all up. Just a few things here and there for the most part, but both of them following the globalist path, okay, as far as America goes. There's no doubt about it at this point. I've studied this stuff too deeply. So everything, folks, everything that you know that the, the, the media is fake news, right? You know this. And the, all of these other idiots out here, they'll, they'll, they'll go on and on about fake news. And then when you throw up something that is completely outside of the fake news and completely outside of convention, however, the facts laid out before you are undeniable, and then say, no, the fake news is right, and you, who have been pointing all of this stuff out, and you've always been right, you're wrong. Okay, I mean, that's essentially, so they're taking the side of the fake news. It's a, it's a good counter-argument. So all of a sudden, the fake news is real. Remember, it's the Operation Mockingbird Media, okay? And you cannot trust hardly anything that comes out of their mouths, especially from CNN and some of these, MSNBC, they're, they're two major. And then the other thing is how many times Trump, way after the fact, has been proven correct on almost everything, right? You cannot deny that. Uh, there's just no deny. So, you know, and I'm the guy, one of the guy, one of the few who said that Trump's going to win this. I'm looking at all of the data. I'm not just saying Trump's going to win it because I want him to. I'm looking at all of the data. I'm looking at the major polls and I'm looking at the reactions from the crowd all over the U.S. I was taking in the analytical data that I'd used during the primaries where I predicted he was going to win the primaries. And I even walked through, you can go back and look at it if you, if you were so inclined. I walked through every single primary state saying which ones he was going to win or lose, and I got them right, okay, by going and looking at the data, but being completely objective and not trying to push anything. And there's a difference. Uh, the the media has an agenda, and so they will spin and try to push. I just want the freaking truth, okay? That's just it. I just want it. And I know that the truth is generally far away from what they are trying to sell because they are trying to sell an agenda. The corporate media, ladies and gentlemen, is owned by six, maybe even five now, major corporations. That I went and proved that about four or five months ago. I showed you. And they're all the big players, right? And you you hear that, but you don't, you know, you, people don't go and look at it to see. They just say, oh, no, that may be true. I don't know. Well, I went and looked at it, okay, and took it apart, and sure enough, it is true. It's owned by six major corporations. These are all crony capitalist corporations. They They all have, to some degree or another, contracts with the government for whatever, they all do. I mean, we've, we've, you know, with the Washington Post, all of them uh, have some form of agreement with the federal. You look at Microsoft, you look at HP, they all have things that they cooperate with, with as it regards the government. Okay. And then you've got the major, the, the major corporate media, which operates just like these major corporations, the big corps. I'm not talking about the smaller, medium-sized businesses, or, you know, I'm talking about the big, specifically, more so, the big, especially the international corporations, the ones that operate worldwide. Global corporations are going to be globalists. 
almost without fail. Now, this is why you see when you, you know, when they when they did the thing about the the conservative thing, saying, hey, it's common sense. Men should use a men's bathroom. Women should do. And, and then you know they were all jumping all over the states. Mine was one of them, North Carolina. We said, uh, you got to use your, you got to go with your birth, you know, um, certificate. You know, that sort of thing. So, anyway, uh, let's let you hear David here. I'm just saying that it's just so ironic that all of these people who blame the media being fake news, just parlaying all of this crazy fake news stuff, they will turn around and accuse you of parlaying fake news if it doesn't meet up with their expectations from the media, especially in an event like this. And I'm not entirely sure why. But what I have learned is you can't trust the government as far as you can throw it with their agenda being what it is. They are run by the deep state. Remember Jeff Shipp came out, we did it a couple of shows ago, telling you that the deep state and the shadow government are two entirely different entities, and they they are CFR organizations. Uh, to say that making America great again is a wonderful thing to the Council on Foreign Relations, is a thing that makes them actually nauseous. And that came from one of the major members, an Admiral Ward, I believe his name was, uh, who sat on that particular, sat on the Council on Foreign Relations uh, high membership for many, many years. And then you go look at who was a member. Oh, yeah, you can do that. They'll send you a member. You actually, <coughs> you can actually ask them for it, and they'll tell you. Wall Street Journal is one of them. There's quite a few. We've got that somewhere back in our archives. I could probably go dig it out. But, yeah, so, folks, what I'm telling you is these people have an agenda, and it is a globalist agenda. And I've already told you, and I maintain this, it's everything that I've been seeing. <coughs> it is, excuse me, I have, had, let me get a sip. had some allergy activity today. There we go. It is all part of the anti-Christ movement, which is now gaining momentum, gaining fruition, burgeoning, as they say. It's coming into its fore. And we are beginning to see exactly what it's like. Antifa trying to, in essence, create a civil war in America. Uh, all of the, uh, All of this racist, divisional, crap going on the NFL I mean they were trying to pour part they were trying to push a a globalist agenda basically discounting patriotism to the United States that I mean and what does that do well they do they have some sort of solidarity with some you know organization somewhere else well maybe we don't know but we do know that they're doing the bidding of uh, people who do not have America's best interests at heart and they are teaching people how not to be patriotic and trying to make it cool okay and it's just you know the democrat party initially didn't have hardly any flags didn't have any flags at their convention and we called them on it and all of a sudden all these flags show up i mean we did that story that that was also from the daily caller they were the ones who caught that um booing god okay uh, you know, trying to remove monuments, historical monuments, just like ISIS 
has destroyed monuments. Well, in, in the we're more refined in the United States. Here, our globalists just remove the statues rather than destroy them, although they deface them, I should say. So uh, anyway, listen to David Harris, and this is what he had to say about uh, these uh, missing muzzle flashes that have been found. And like I said, you've got to come see these clips. If you have not seen them, you can go to the Conservative Refocus Facebook page. It's a story right under the show for tonight. And once you walk through those clips, you're going to be going, oh, wow. And a lot of people are doing that. They're going, holy smoke. And then you have the trolls who are saying, oh, there was just some guy with a strobe light that just so happened to be like an explosion-looking kind of color. And he was standing in the room flashing the strobe in precision staccato with the gunfire coming out all the way over on the other side of the hotel uh, about 30 stories up. Yeah, that, that's, yeah, that, and all oh, there was no holes in the glass. It's such a, of course, it could, it's easy to put a, a slice of hole in a glass. All you need is an $11 glass cutter. You can cut any size hole you want to a glass, and then you just cock the thing back in, and unless they start looking very closely, they're not ever going to notice it. You certainly aren't going to see it on a photo. I mean, just stupid, okay? Just, you know, but the problem is you don't know if they're plants or not. These these plants are all over Facebook. This is the thing. I posted this article. It probably did over 100,000 reads last night. The website was clicking. Uh, I mean, it was just exploding, okay, big time. I like it when it does that. Uh, a lot of people were watching going, hey, and then they were sharing it, going, hey, there's something wrong here. There's something seriously wrong here. And so it was funny because the minute – I hadn't posted anything on Facebook hardly all day long. I just posted some news up, about six stories on my page. I hadn't put anything in conservative or focus yet uh, except for the show. So – I put the blog talk show up in Conservative Refocus page. Okay, if you're not, you got to go find it. If you're not on there, you got to go just you know go go like the Conservative Refocus page, and then it'll show up in your feed. I'm doing the stuff that's interesting to me, and I know that's going to be interesting to other people. I'm not doing the garden variety news that nobody gives a shit about. Okay, I'm doing the stuff. I'm just going through and and cutting out the major stories that build my case, and they could be all across the board, okay, all across the board, but I'm representing my truth agenda, I guess you could call it. Uh, but anyway, you can go and, and watch these clips, and, and here's, here's and you can watch David's too, and here he goes. I'm going to let you hear it. Some things are not adding up. So it's all over the news that uh, the shooter was on the 32nd floor, yet I heard uh, a military veteran on Michael Savage, Savage Nation, talking about how we should have been able to see the light bursts coming from the rifle. We didn't see any light bursts coming from the 32nd floor, but you're about to see some light bursts coming from the 12th floor in three different videos. Make sure you watch all three of these and then tell me what you think is going on. Right there, baby. That's one plane, not the 32nd.
folks, I'm going to let you hear this to, so you can hear the commentary in the background. And I'm going to pop in and provide, but these are two people who are watching it from an entirely one, an angle that you probably haven't seen, okay? And you can clearly see muzzle flashes coming just from maybe the either the fourth, tenth floor, maybe. We don't. I'm not sure, like I said, but it's nowhere near where they're supposed to be. It's more towards the middle of lower of the hotel. And then some these idiots, these trolls, who probably are paid by Facebook. You know, Facebook has people all over the place posting, trying to you know catch whatever. And if your if your story breaks from the official narrative, and it's gaining velocity like my story did of Harris and then me sort of taking it apart and explaining it all, they're going to come after you. That's why they blocked me. <laughs> they blocked me till the 18th because I put one show up, this show, and maybe, I don't know, whenever I have a post that takes off, like, you know, they've been taking off a lot here, uh, they, they block me from Facebook for about a week, right, or sometimes more. And so I have to use alternative uh, means to get the story out. Because, you know, I've always used Facebook. I love Facebook. They just don't love me. It's a good vehicle. They don't like me at all. They've deleted me twice. I've been deleted from Twitter. And really, I'm just reporting the news. I mean, so anyway, listen, listen, I want you to hear just a little bit more of what these people are saying. Like I said, you got to come watch it. You can come uh, see it. It's in the show for tonight. The story is. If you haven't seen it, you have got to see this. All right, so check it out. I'm going to let you hear a little bit more. And notice the sound is off with the light because he's filming from a throat. another clip that shows it very clearly. I posted up where the muzzle flashes were coming from. And I was just watching this, by the way. These people, the strobe theory has really taken off. Uh, the problem is that the flashes are, are so fast and varied. They don't look anything like a strobe, and they're not. You know, a strobe is, is sequential. It's, 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 it's measured electronically, so very regular, okay? Whenever a strobe flashes, it's just so stupid that anybody would actually think that. I don't really think that they do. I think they're plants. I think they're trolls operating on behalf of uh, either Facebook or 
the government because they're trying to push this story. The problem is once they establish the narrative, if they try to back out of that narrative, then everything goes up into question. And you see a lot of people are not accepting, okay, they're not accepting the uh, the information coming out because it's so uh, – uh, it, it has a dissonance to it that just doesn't have that ring of truth to it. And you know the ring of truth. There's been a lot of anyway. So, uh, so yeah, it's not in the right place. Now, this guy appeared. I'm, maybe I should let you hear what Savage said, if I can get to that. Yeah, here's what Michael Savage. Now, he was just sort of summarizing. And this is one of the top radio guys. And he will get into this stuff. Rush generally won't. But Savage, yeah, he will. Not like Jones. But he will, and me and Jones are pretty much on the same page on this stuff. Here's what Savage had to say about all this. Well, my friends, there are more questions than answers, more than 50 dead. And the uh, issue of the automatic weapon, the semi-automatic weapon, the rate of fire is a question now. But all of that is trivial to me. The real question is, how did this clean-skinned white guy go crazy, so to speak, this was carefully planned, carefully orchestrated. There may be more than one person involved. From the point of view of the firepower, the fact that he was able to get away with it, the fact that no one noticed him bringing the guns in, the ammunition in, all right, I hear that. It's a busy hotel. You can bring anything in. You could walk an elephant into the room. There's very lax security in these hotels. They can't screen everyone going in, or can they? Is that what's going to come next? Uh, metal detectors now on the way in and out of Las Vegas hotels, maybe. Something's wrong with the picture. More questions than answers. What questions are bothering you about the Vegas slaughter? Yeah, and that seems to be the general consensus. And I just I've got a caller in here, but the uh, area code is 111. I kid you not. <laughs> one 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 okay uh yeah isn't that weird huh yeah so i don't think this person wants to talk i think they just want to record okay uh but if you do want to talk if you're at that one 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 number just hang up and call back in and i'll take your call okay i don't think you want to talk and i really don't want to interrupt your recording by blocking you and 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 knocking you off the air, that would just be crude and mean, and I'm just not that way. So, like I said, if you want to talk, hang up and call back, okay? I'll try to keep an eye on you, but I do have a show to do, okay? So, yeah, he just hung up. Now, let's see if he calls back. My, my bet is it probably not. Very strange number, okay? Very strange number. Let's see. Hmm. I don't think they're going to call back, ladies and gentlemen. Um, well, no, well, here we go. Are they hit? They're back. Okay, let's see who it is. This is a really strange-looking number. And, Collar, you're on the air. I love that number. How's it going? Hey, what's going on? No, it's a block number. It's a block number. Okay, that's why. Okay. Yeah. Well, what would you like to say? Um, I mean, I think it would be, at this point, uh, it would be more constructive to formulate arguments against you know, what they're trying to do with this pushback against the Second Amendment. Uh, rather oh, than going rather than, you know, going into the conspiracy. I mean, listening to the video, he's using a slide fire stock. That's why the rate of fire changes as he's shooting it. He wasn't using a fully automatic weapon. He's using a, a slide fire stock. Which yeah, is they, basically they, like a bump, bump stock. I think they call yeah, it like a, a stock bump. bump. 
Yeah. Yeah. Start, and actually, you know how that I thing mean, works. Yeah, they, yeah, what happens is you lean against it against your shoulder, and the pressure of your shoulder on it activates the the kinetic motion of it, to so where it just you know bump fires. It's really pretty neat uh, invention. But you know the thing about it's it's not a conspiracy theory when nobody knows what the hell is going on. So what we do have it's not a conspiracy theory, and that's where a lot of people get conspiracy theories wrong. A conspiracy theory is when two or more people get together, okay to promote some sort of crime, all right? And and that's generally that's just generally the definition. I'm just pointing out evidence. I'm saying and it's not just me, it's millions of people have seen this, okay? So it's okay to question it. I want everybody to question, but I don't know, have you seen the video? It's undeniable that the fire is coming from the fourth floor. This thing about uh, the stroke. I, I haven't I haven't done my investigation on the on the on that. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what. I did. But I'll tell I did you what. do the investigation on the Sandy Hook shooting, where Robbie right. Parker. I don't know if you've seen the video of Robbie Parker on YouTube, where he comes out laughing and smiling, and his daughter is supposed to be dead. So it's yeah, not that exactly. I totally. It's not that I totally discredit the idea that this could be, you know, some sort of you know governmental setup to try to take away people's Second Amendment rights. It's just that. Um, there are some wacky people out there, um, you know, who will go and do something like that. And I feel that the media, you know, takes these people and makes them famous. You know, that's, that's, oh, if, yeah. if anything, if you're a loser, that. you know, this is the main motivation, you know, to, to bring yourself, you know, notoriety and immortality in a sense. That's true. But, uh, as always, and I've studied a lot of false flags and you sound like the type, you sound very intelligent. Uh, I'm sure you are. You sound like the type that looks at you. Don't throw it out because there's been too much of it. Um, I mean, these are Hegelian dialectics all over the place, and this is one of them. You saw the reaction from the left, and they came out, and they were it was automatic, and it was really, to me, it was bizarre. They weren't worried about the lives, and they were sort of happy that it was perhaps Trump voters, although I'm not fully subscribing to the theory that all Trump voters love country music and vice versa, Okay. I, I know quite a few liberals, that, you know, but anyway, I guess for the most part that may be true. But, uh, you know, I, I'm just saying that you take the facts. I want you to go, though, if you go to Conservative Focus and look at that, that post that I put up last night, it's gone nuts. And I've got like probably seven different clips that you can watch. And mm -hmm. I don't care how skeptical you are, after you get through watching these, you're going to say, okay, there's something not right here. Just like yeah, David Harris, very smart. He's a, he's a black conservative. That's rare. Very smart guy. Mm -hmm. Very popular. And, you know, any time you see him uh, reacting in this particular way, well, you, you know, that tells you something right there, I think. And it's not just him. Now, it's interesting that InfoWars, because I, I went over and looked today, and mm -hmm. you know Alex Jones, and he has not said a thing about, about the muzzle flashes, okay? That's, what, that's the first thing I noticed. As I stated, so but here's, but here's, but here's, here's, here's my thing. I'm saying from the the attack is going to be made on the Second Amendment, and oh, yeah. even if you're 100 percent accurate about you know the whether it's on the 12th floor or the 32nd floor, whatever floor it is, you know that if if somebody were to go on the news publicly, whether it's MSNBC, CNN, Fox News, whatever, if they were to go up in publicly on a talk show. They would look crazy, and people would slam them about that. 
Okay, now I still haven't seen the dead bodies from, you know, the Sandy Hook shooting. You would think that right. if you really wanted right. to pull on people's heartstrings that you would show us the bodies of the dead children, right? But look at um, this, though. I, I get mm-hmm. you, but look at this. If indeed, mm-hmm. okay, because we're thinking there's something much, much more going on here than the official narrative. And the thing is, if there's something, if, if we do, if this is some sort of deep state contrived uh uh, Hegelian dialectic, and you know what that is. If you don't, the Hegelian dialectic is a way to get people to you cause something to happen, a false flag yeah. event, and then you get people to go in the direction you you yeah. want them to go in. The, the, you, the, you know the you create it, the problem it, it, and then you sell them the solution. Exactly. So, and this is precisely well, you know, the country music guy. He get he was a pro Second Amendment guy. He gets through with this concert. He's anti Second Amendment. Man, this thing is magical the way it's worked. It's already converted one country music star, right? So, but here's the thing: if the whole thing was contrived in order to uh, facilitate a Hegelian dialectic sort of construct to get people to go in the direction, if it was contrived. It would completely obliterate their entire agenda because once you show that the entire – if you show and you can prove that those bullets were not coming from the 32nd floor, and it's pretty damn clear at this point that they were not, okay, that you cannot fire a high-powered weaponry and suppress that light, the, the muzzle flash. It cannot be done. You can disperse it and minimize it, but when you do that – you're going to you're going to screw with the ballistics of the weapon. It's not going to be as effective. You can't. I mean, there's all sorts of problems associated with that. So, so really, I think what we are establishing is that the the story that we are getting is completely off. Now, if one facet of their narrative is off, that means the whole damn thing has been thrown into question. Okay, and even even if even if um, you you can show it and people see it, uh, and it's pretty damn obvious. They're still not going to deviate from there. And I think that's the thing right here. Watch them, and this is I think this is going to come out. But you'll notice the media has not asked a question about it, of course. But you've got at some point you've got millions of people looking at this. They're not asking the questions. Why aren't they? Just ask. Um, and and somebody's saying, oh, that was a strobe. It's ridiculous. It's just so. If you can show somebody that throw, that cast doubt on the entire, oh, it was a natural event, and this white guy snapped. This white multi-millionaire guy. It makes no sense on the face of it. Maybe he was an antifa guy. There there are there are there are people telling us that he had antifa literature all over the room. Now I don't know if that's true or not. Obviously. But there are other mm-hmm. problems. There was a there was a dinner ticket that had two orders on it, so there were two people in there. There were two windows knocked out, and yet we didn't see but one stream of gunfire, right? So, and then the guy, now we've also heard that he didn't shoot himself in the head. They came in, and there was a, a, a savage firefight, and he got, you know, killed. But the problem is you won't, you will never know exactly what happened because they're not but, going but, to release it. But here's here's my thing. Because I'm okay, and, and then we're gonna have to like, move on. Go ahead. We're okay. gonna have to move on, but go ahead and, and tell me that one last thing. What, what I don't like what I don't like is how people dive immediately into these what if scenarios. I'm saying I think that the that the Second Amendment Amendment people should just go with the idea that let's just say some nut job went off and decided to kill all these people and he did that. 
the the focus should be on the intellectual argument of why the purpose of the Second Amendment is still important and why it should still stand. Because when you live in a free society, things like this could happen. This guy could have killed just as many people running them over with a truck as we've seen with, you know, the Muslim terrorists in Nice, okay, which well, killed you know, 87 people, which was even right. more. So right. I'm just saying I'm just saying that I feel like the, the attack is going to be made on, on the Second Amendment and, you know, it's archaic, it's, it's outdated, it's obsolete, and we need to get rid of it. And, and that's where people should talk. If they start talking like, oh, well, this didn't happen, and this is all, you know, a, you know enemy of the state type of movie situation, then, you know, people are going to immediately dismiss what's actually being said. Some people will. Some people will. But a lot will not because they, they are the, – the sophistication of the voter these days, that's the thing. When you're talking about what they are trying to do, and this is a globalist agenda, there is no doubt about it. I mean, it is a globalist agenda. That the U.N. has wanted to disarm the United States from day one. If you, when, when you get into a battle like this, you don't use – you think you're going to use intellect and, you're going to, and that's going to work. It's not. You've got to use every single weapon at your disposal, whatever it may be. Anything that gains you an advantage. This is a war. We're going to use everything we have, including showing this kind of thing. And there, you can use intellect and use this, too. You're going to have people that, that dismiss this, but they may listen to the intellectual argument. You'll have people that dismiss the intellectual argument, but they'll see this, and they'll go, well, now, wait a minute. Uh, is somebody trying to pull something on us? What I'm saying is I hear what you're saying, and mm-hmm. – if I was just pulling this out of my tail, okay, you would be absolutely right. But I'm not. And you go look at these clips, and it's clear. And if, if this is clear, that means something is indeed afoot. And the, the, the first thing that, that, that folks will notice in this battle is if the other side is lying, okay? That's going to be your, your number one weapon. Prove that they're lying what, about well, what something. You're, what you're looking for ultimately is basically the Pentagon Papers. You know, from Ellsberg back in 1971, the Pentagon Papers underneath Nixon, which basically explained how the Vietnam War was lost in 1961. They already knew that right. they could win the war. Um, so, so unless we can find verifiable documents like that or, or something substantial, I don't think that the average person is going to believe it. Well, you wouldn't believe the the average number of people that are watching this and listening to this post. I mean, it's been incredible. So um, we're going to have to defer on this, but I do appreciate you listening, and I respect your opinion, sir. And I hope you have a great night, okay? All right. uh, Off he goes. So now um, I'm going to get on with this. That was a very good conversation, very uh, well-spoken gentleman. Now, in all of this that we're seeing, what are they trying to do? Well, there's more to this story than just that, okay? You've got... Uh, the, I've already showed you the clip of the uh, Las Vegas sheriff saying he could have been radicalized. Folks, there is so much here uh, that it is just incredible. Now, we, we believe that they targeted the country music to, uh, concert to kill Trump supporters. We have uh, some individuals stating that this was a war. Antifa is supposedly, and I'll get into the story, has, is trying to promote something of a civil war with America itself. And so this this makes us at this point to where we're battling um, the Antifa, we're battling ISIS. There are elements in here, okay? We're battling um, 
uh, the globalists, of course, we're, glad, we're, we're battling the deep state. Okay, so we, we've got something going on here that's just not, I mean, we've got some serious stuff here. There's no doubt about it. Now, and then we have this story coming out that the Mandalay Bay memo uh, is allegedly showing that the owner is connected to Antifa groups. Now, this was uh, uh, from uh, a, um, a lady named Laura Loomer. Uh, and there was a, a, a memo at Mandalay Bay showing a connection between the hotel owners and Antifa, okay, uh, I don't, I'm not sure what that means because a lot of these uh, deep staters, the pieces, you know, the ones that sort of that subscribe to all of this, would go along with uh, the sort of they would go along with this kind of attack. These people, as we have seen, are absolutely insane. And then there is a receipt, as I was speaking with our caller just now which shows that there was actually two meals ordered, okay, uh, for apparently, uh, you know, this could be anything. I don't know if it's, you know, if it's real or not. It was about a, uh, something like a $68 ticket, okay, or um, receipt. Uh, the guy got a uh, Angus double burger, provolone, brioche, bagel, cream cheese, you know, all of these different things, two sodas and whatever. I'm not sure that that means that there were two people. But anyway, people believe that, that some people believe that there were two people in that room. And uh, maybe maybe that doesn't make sense. Then you have the, uh, the fact that uh, the story at uh, WND uh, stating that uh, after the worst mass shooting in modern U.S. history, police still don't have a motive. Well, that should tell you something right there. It's hard for me to believe that he took down all of his Facebook. We had people that were looking, and they did say, they said that they found a page. We had an Australian Antifa group uh, come out and uh, more or less congratulate this guy Paddock uh, for you know perpetrating this particular this, this serial mass murder crime. Uh, but they don't have a profile for this guy. It's it's missing. Okay, that should throw you know a lot of question marks at this. I mean, no man has an island. Okay, and yet this guy seems to be one. All he did was gamble all the time, and you know they talk about his debts, multi million. It just really it just doesn't fit in any way, shape, or form. Um, he worked for over a 10-year period as a letter carrier for the U.S. Postal Service. He was an IRS agent mm -hmm, and a defense auditor. A spokeswoman for the Federal Office of Personal Management told the Associated Press Tuesday that Paddock's employment included two years as a mail carrier from 76 to 78. Uh, that was followed by a six-year stint with the IRS until 84, and then he worked 18 months as an internal auditor for the U.S. Department of Defense, Lockheed Martin, the company, uh, yeah, okay. And that's where all the IRS stuff goes through, by the way. Uh, but, yeah, he, he worked for the U.S. Department of Defense for 18 months. And uh, the latest, uh, according to this story, revelation suggests that the U.S. government should have an extensive file on Paddock, who not only worked directly for the government for nearly a decade, but then worked another year and a half for a federal weapons contractor, one that is deeply involved and ensconced with the deep state. Uh, so, uh, yeah, uh, it, why is it that that always seems to enter into it? 
meanwhile, you've got ISIS doubling down on his claim of responsibility for the attack, saying that he had converted several months back. His wife's running all over the Mideast, was in the Philippines. Uh, he, he was, they said, quote, a soldier of the caliphate. But given the rapidly degrading status of ISIS, some analysts believe it could be entering a new phase where it's willing to risk credibility in its propaganda messages. Well, that's a possibility. But according to everything we've seen, he's never li- they have never lied about this before. Uh, and uh, then the sheriff says he's partnered with the FBI on the investigation, uh, and they're not telling us very much at all uh, regarding any of these things. Then you had now... Oh, by the way, he had ammonium nitrate. I don't know why would you care, risk carrying all of these guns up to your room? If, I mean, you don't you don't need like what twenty three weapons. However, I think it was like twenty three weapons up there. Why do you need all those? I mean, all you need is like three or four weapons and the ammunition. I should think. Anyway, um, that's like to me a rinks of overkill. To me, okay. Uh, and it, he had handguns, two shotguns, electronics, plethora of ammunition. Um, and then they found more guns. And there was like 40 guns total. Uh, his brother says that he had two guns when they moved him two years ago. So, you know, this, that's kind of weird. The sheriff confirmed earlier reports that at least one of the rifles was modified with a bump stock device used to speed up the discharge of ammunition. I would say that he had two because I was listening to the, the rhythmics of two different weapons to me. Maybe it was the audio that I was hearing. But... Um, he uh, and then I think he also had so, you know some illegal uh, clips, of course, uh, far too long for what. Uh, but they were they weren't automatic weapons, by the way. They just had the bump stock applied, uh, which supposedly are not illegal, from what I understand. Uh, so anyway, and then the girlfriend is in the spotlight. Uh, the feds have questioned her. She is a person of interest. Uh, and, uh, yeah, she's been all over the place. And I, I showed a photo of her in the show tonight um, in Dubai, standing in front of one of those. That was really cool, but, you know, the menace of society, the skyscraper. We've seen so many people killed uh, either being in a skyscraper or a tall building or being under them, okay, or killing other people from them, Right. So I think it's time, if we, if you really want to look at the, the the real culprit here, I mean, look at Chicago. It's full of tall buildings, and they have tons of deaths, right? So maybe it's not the gun. Maybe it's the tall buildings, ladies and gentlemen. What do you think about that? So anyway, <clears throat> uh, I haven't heard the sheriff. I think he had a 5 o'clock news conference. I doubt we're going to hear much new from that. If we do, it's going to be popping out into the media uh, and I was, I've been all over the media here for the last uh, two or three hours and putting the show together. So anyway, uh, that is, uh, that's kind of the story about his being a Fed. And then we've got the inconsistencies, and this is over at uh, D.C. Clothesline, in addition to the ones that I've already um, gathered and presented tonight. Now, the first one was Stephen Paddock did not fit the bill. Of course he didn't. Uh, as a mass murderer. This is perhaps the most glaring of all the inconsistencies, as most of the recent psychopath mass murderers made moves prior to killing, <clears throat> excuse me, that were consistent with being a psychopathic killer. Paddock did not. Most odd was the fact that Paddock was rich. 
And most rich people just don't do this stuff, okay? I'm just, you know, it's, it's very out there. Anyway, he was an accountant. He lived in a half-million-dollar home in a retirement community. He had no criminal record. His father was a, uh, a convicted criminal with the FBI. He did time. Um, I think he robbed a bank or something. Um, his brother, Eric, was equally stunned to hear about what his brother had done, of course, and you've heard, probably have seen those clips. We're still completely befuddled, he says. That's what they always say. He described his brother as having no history of violence, etc. cetera. Uh, he would loved gambling, uh, and he talked to his brother when he called down to Florida to see how his mother was making out after losing power from Hurricane Irma. By the way, there's another storm headed to Florida. Anyway, how many mass murderers called to check on their mother before going on to slaughter dozens of innocent people? Isn't that true? And he had a really good meal, by the way, a Angus burger. Of course, I would have probably ordered a steak if I was going to, you know, this be my last meal. I might have you know, do it right. Number two, Panic was still playing with his girlfriend's casino card, trying to rack up points the night of the shooting, ladies and gentlemen. Isn't that weird? Why do you want points if you know you're probably going to be uh, uh, entertaining your last night <clears throat> before taking out at least 59 people and injuring over 500? That still boggles my mind. Paddock said his brother loved to gamble. He loved, when I say loved, it was a job. It was fun because people were nice to him, he says. Paddock, he apparently had hygiene issues. Paddock was a regular in Vegas. He'd even been captured on surveillance footage in the Cosmopolitan Casino in 2011, in which he was seen falling. He later tried to sue the hotel, and that didn't go well. Prior to the shooting, Paddock had been at the Mandalay Bay Casino for four and a half days and had not done anything out of the ordinary to garner the intention. I wonder if he gambled. I'm sure he did. He had simply been gambling. That's what it says. So why are you... Anyway, while it is possible that he was simply blending in to maintain his cover and wait for the moment to strike, the fact that he used his girlfriend's slot machine card seems completely out of the ordinary. For those that don't know, slot cards are gambling cards, uh, and they're a way to uh, for casinos to track loyal customers. So maybe she was racking up points for his girlfriend because he knew, even though I don't think she gambles, Maybe she does, I don't know, before he, uh, you know, departed this uh, planet to go to hell. When you rack up enough points, they will comp a room or a meal. Oh, he was trying to comp his room. That's what it was. <laughs> Paddock was playing with this card, essentially planning for future comps on the very night he opened fire. A crowd of 22,000 people blending in is one thing, but racking up points to plan for future benefits on the night you are going to commit mass murder seems glaringly inconsistent. Number three, surveillance footage of Paddock inside the hotel has yet to be released, and most mass shootings within 24 hours, we usually see at least a still image of the proprietor as captured by the building surveillance cameras. In Paddock's case, as of the time this article was published, none of this footage has been released. That's because, ladies and gentlemen, the FBI has it. That's what the sheriff said last night. Why not release at least a single shot? Well, why would you do that? Okay, that would just make too much sense. But they do have a photo that, that leaked, and it's real, of some blood um, on, it looked like blood, uh, and along with something that appeared to be a note. And uh, you can see the guy's legs and maybe one arm uh, where he's lying on the floor uh, in, in blood, I suppose. But it seeped into the carpet, so, you know. Uh, number four, neither room service, house cleaning, surveillance footage, nor security saw him bring 
hundreds of pounds of guns and ammo into the room. Well, if he packed it up right, I don't think that's really much of an issue. They ain't going to be paying attention to some guy. So that's sort of, I don't know. You know, they say that they watch you like a hawk. And they say that, you know, that they even go into your room to make inspections. The cleaner said she saw nothing. I've heard some rumors that maybe he was trying to conduct a sort of a Fast and Furious-style operation for the feds. I've seen all kinds of stories. It's all conjecture. But the one fact is, this is not conjecture, is those gunshots were coming from the wrong place. Those muzzle flashes are not in the place that they're supposed to be. Number five, if Paddock acted alone, who was this mystery woman who warned everyone that they were going to die 45 minutes before the shooting? Yeah, caught on the video after the shooting was an eyewitness report given to a local NBC affiliate in which a woman was described to have warned of the attack. And some of you have probably heard this, but it's true. The eyewitness claims to have seen a woman push her way to the first row of the concert roughly 45 minutes before the shooting began and levy threats indicating that everyone would soon be dead. Quote, so there was a lady who pushed her way forward in the first row and she started messing with another lady. She told us we were all going to die tonight. It was about 45 minutes before the shots were fired. I'll let you hear this clip. Here we go. Okay, so sorry about that. The audio was a little bit low. I believe you could probably hear it if you listen very closely. Okay, um, let me see if I can get an audio here so you can hear it better. Yeah, yeah here it is. Check it out. Obviously, she was telling us that either to tell us to warn us or to tell us that we were all going to die and she was part of it. So. Okay, uh, we're going to ask you a question here. Go ahead. So I, I, I have a question. Let's nail this down. Uh, so that it's a matter of record, I want to know, you know the description of this woman. Uh, we hear that this woman who made her way to the front of the stage and then told a lot of people, you're all going to die tonight. I want to know from this witness here on scene the description of this woman to show if any of our Metro partners are watching this. It is made a matter of record tonight. Okay, so uh, they want the description of this woman. Describe to me what this woman looked like. Her and her boyfriend were both Hispanic. They are probably about... Shorter five footers, so about five five, five six. Um, they just look like everyday people. Can you tell us anything more about them? What they look like? Why were they escorted out? Were they escorted out because you were feeling uncomfortable about what they said? Yes, because she had been messing with the lady in front of her, telling her that she was gonna die, that we're all gonna die. So they escorted her out, make her stop messing around with all the other people in front of them, but none of us knew that it was gonna be serious. Did that answer your question? Yeah, so that was uh, a little bit of a follow-up with her. So 
just a lot of questions, a lot of inconsistencies, and there's even more, of course, than that. Now, Mary, as I stated, uh, Mary Lou Danley did visit the Middle East last year. I don't know what her you know, religion or whatever is. Uh, she was at the uh, the Burj Al Arab Hotel in Dubai, okay? And um, let's see, she told, oh, the woman who told News Cruise, that a Hispanic woman said they were all about to die, said her and her boyfriend she were Hispanic. She wouldn't have thought that the man was Hispanic. Uh, what is going on? Well, you know, we don't know, obviously. I mean, I think that's the one thing that's really clear at this point. And then you had the uh, the ISIS proof. Pamela Geller had this. Now, um, what this states is that ISIS provides proof of the Vegas claim at Geller's website, uh, quote, careful monitoring of the Crusader gathering and other facts you do not know. So this was uh, released uh, yesterday. It says that uh, uh, breaking news in the Global Jihad 2017 uh, from, uh, this is like an Islamic uh, radical website, I guess, or maybe from a regular website that reports on Global Jihad. Anyway, about 600 people were wounded and injured from the Crusaders and from the Crusaders in a blessed attack in the American city of Las Vegas. Now, this is what they said in this news post uh, from 12 Muharram, 1439. In response to the call of the commander of the faithful Muslims, Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi al-Husseini al-Qurashi Skyhook, God bless him, Targeting the Crusader Alliance and after careful monitoring of the Crusader gatherings in the city of Las Vegas in the U.S., a soldier of the Caliphate, they've already named Paddock, it's Abu Abd al-Bar Amariki, the American, may God accept him, equipped with machine guns and ammunition, well, he's supposed to if this happens, at, at least according to their you know, cult, uh, and ammunition varied in a hotel overlooking a concert and fired at a crowd, and this is how they report it, including 600 between killed and wounded until the soldier's ammunition, or the soldier ammunition was finished, and he became a martyr as Allah and his messenger, and the believers believe, but most people do not know. So uh, that was their further information to substantiate their claim that Paddock was a Muslim convert who waged war in the cause of Allah, in Sin City, uh, claiming that Paddock did a reconnaissance of the site of his mass shooting. And, um, you know, the, the, the government has is, is repeatedly dismissed this, along with the left-wing media, even though, according to the Associated Press, ISIS does not lie about these things. Uh, so, now they lie about a lot of things, I'm sure, of course, but they don't lie about this. Okay, from everything that we've been able to gather, um, and you know what what the caller was saying is this is a a war against the uh, the Second Amendment, but if we don't have clear evidence of that as far as the motive of this guy, at least the motive as far as they're not releasing any of the information. All right, they're not releasing anything. Uh, they're saying that there was no Facebook, no Twitter, nothing. Uh, in, the, in the social media about this guy, which is unusual, right? And yet I have seen uh, clips where people are claiming that he did have a Facebook page and it was covered in Antifa. Now, does he or doesn't he? I don't know. I mean, you would think it would be easy to figure out, but if they've deleted the uh, the entire page, then 
it's going to be difficult to go back and pick it up, obviously. So uh, anyway, um, a lot of people are reporting on this lady that uh, was told that they were all going to die. Really sad. Prayers. I've been praying for these folks. So uh, so that's uh, a, a big chunk of the news that we have on all of this stuff up to this point. And there's still so much more. And then we've got Lee Daniel coming in, and I'd love to hear what he has to say. Lee, what do you think about all this, my friend? How's it going? Uh, it's going all right. And uh, I think it's going to be a while before we find out a lot more about this because I think that the uh, the evidence this time is too damning that the the, the reports aren't going to stand. I mean the initial reports, and that there's right. going to be a whole lot more to do with this than than somebody wants us to know right now. I believe so, and you know the interesting thing will be what they'll cover. I don't know. Did you see this story that I did last night? Uh, where, I mean, this thing went absolutely nuts on the website. And you can clearly see in, the, in these multiple videos, not just one, there are a bunch of videos showing the muzzle flashes coming from a way, way low down floor. I don't Have you seen that yet? Yeah, I saw it coming from the 12th floor. And the muzzle flashes are obvious. Even with the best sniper rifle equipment and some of the techniques that you learn, if you're at the right angles, which they were probably close to the optimum angle, you'll still see a muzzle flash, and they mm-hmm. and they're clear on those videos. Well, and there was another thing too, Lee, and that was uh, there was one fellow. I don't know, maybe you can address this, but there was one. Uh, supposedly, he was either a mathematician or a physicist, and he was indicating that up on the 32nd floor the field of fire would have changed dramatically. He said the, most of the injuries would have been uh, primarily to the upper shoulders or the head at that angle, that steep angle. Uh, but down low is more... Um, uh, the is aim more and, and, the, yeah, and the, the trajectory is way off, and uh, the forensics will show the angle of the bullets right there and the forensics report is going to damn anything of a false witness yeah but will they will they at the will they release at the 12th at the 12th will they they release the right information that's always the question will they actually release it i would think that they would have to Uh, and something with the optics of this the massive high profile of this but, you know, yeah. if they just get the right guy in there, I mean, I don't know how they could cover that up if the trajectory's wrong. But it's just like these idiots who were saying, well, you know, somebody with a strobe light, that's why those flashes were coming. Even though there are no other no. flashes, and there has to be flashes. Uh, I think those were plants in Facebook, quite frankly. It was a funny because they immediately blocked me again. I mean, I got blocked two weeks ago. Now I'm blocked again. I was open for about a week. Every time I write an article, it goes nuts. Uh, they blocked me for a while. It's just, it's it's rather disconcerting. Um, but anyway, so so you're thinking, I, I, it's going to be interesting to see why, but will we get that information? You know, that's the question. Um, 
and, with a and, lower trajectory, there would be more chest wounds and more wounds like that. With a higher trajectory, there's going to be more head wounds. Right. So that's going to the, be the question. Because he's lo- you're looking down into the crowd. Right. And the bullets are going to hit the heads first. If you're on lower, you know, you're, you're ten floors lower at least, the the bullets are going to go in at a lower angle and hit chest first a lot of times. Or, or they could hit midsection so, probably as well, yeah. couldn't they? they? They can go yeah, much exactly. lower. And they could hit two or three people at the same time, I suppose. But they were talking yeah. that the bullets were highly fragmented. Does, does this mean he was using hollow point? I don't know. Um, it means it, it sounds like he was using standard in, standard okay. ammunition. I thought standard NATO, uh, you know, ammunition was not supposed to be frag, you know, heavy, heavily fragmented. Uh, I thought it was supposed to be just, you know, where it, it always main, fragments you know. when you hit a bone. Okay, yeah. It will well, always, uh, unless it hits dead on, it will ninety percent of the time it'll fragment. What you're talking about, they're not allowed, not supposed to use hollow pointed. Well, now, let me ask you this, though, uh, because we did have the caller. He was a very nice gentleman, very intelligent. And he knew how to debate instead of, you know, drop into some ridiculous kind of, you know, accusatory argument. Uh, but he was saying that, Barry, I, I don't think you should be promoting this uh this conspiracy theory. I said, it's not a conspiracy theory. I said, it's fact. You can see the bullets coming from it. Well, that's going to turn some people off. I said, look, I mean, you know, you got to present the evidence that you have, but if you can get one thing that shows their story is completely off, it's going to basically um, disparage anything else further that they have to say, and it will also disparage their argument about how this happened. If somebody put some nut up to it, rather than it just occurring naturally. It sort of just deflates their entire argument, but raises so many more questions. What do you think? Should we not be pointing these things out, Lee? Yeah, obviously, yes. I mean, yes. Because, you know, this could be, in a wild card scenario, this could be some nut from Saudi Arabia mm-hmm. that hates everybody and everything and and, and put this... Put them up to this and the United States doesn't want or it could be somebody from Israel or whoever and the United States really doesn't want them shown in a bad light they want this you know settled up dealt with and shut down right and just like 9-11 exactly like 9-11 they didn't want the Saudi families pissed off right even though they were and it's exactly part of it's exactly 50% of what happened. Yeah. Uh, so, and then, well, then we've got the media montage. And, folks, you got to hear, these were the attacks. And, and that, this really points to, they didn't waste any time, ladies and gentlemen. No, they don't really. They don't give a damn about the victims. And then we had the CBS executive. She was like a, a high-up exec, a legal um, like a, a, a legal beagle for them, a very high-ranked. And basically, she is, well, they're all Trump voters. She was jumping to all sorts of assumptions. They're all Trump, but maybe they were. It, I don't think it really matters, but they were jumping to all sorts of presumptions on, well, they had to be Trump voters, and they killed children. And I'm like, wait a minute, whoa, they killed children. And she was talking about Sandy Hook, of course. But I'm like going, whoa, wait a 
minute. Look at all the children. You, you basically sacrifice 1.2 million babies a year to your god, Baal, or whoever it is. And you're talking about, you know, walking around children, and you think there's a difference between a walking around child and a child in the womb? Completely defenseless. And, and, it's, and so, but they, they did fire her, by the way. Um, but, yeah, I mean, and then there was a, uh, a Democrat rep from uh, he was in, I think he was in the House who refused to stand uh, in respect for the people who were killed the 59 people who were killed you know the moment of silence he wouldn't stand up because he presumed that they were all Trump voters okay and that was the only reason so yeah. you know if you're a Trump voter you should just be dead okay I mean that's sort of the rationale and and. There were so many stories. These are just a few of those that are coming out. Uh, there were so many stories about this. It was really, even for me, seeing all these things and pouring through the media as I do, I mean, I was just completely disconcerted. I was like, you know, this is just sad um, that that you would actually politicize this to the point that you think that if they voted for Trump, they should die. I mean, that's just, you know, that's demonic. And we did have the audio details from the Vegas crime scene. Um, basically, and it, it throughout this entire thing, talking about multiple shooters. I don't know. I could let you hear that. I don't know if it's uh, maybe, maybe not. But it, it's just incredible um, how they, the, the people on the left. Now, here, here's. Let me go ahead and play this clip for you. This is a sort of a montage of how the media. What they were thinking about, rather than the lost and all of the 500 people wounded, here's what they were thinking about. Check it out. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, Speaker of the House Paul Ryan, a number of other lawmakers who won't do anything about this because the NRA has their balls in a money clip, also sent their thoughts and their prayers today, which uh, is, is good. They should be praying. They should be praying for God to forgive them for letting the gun lobby, lobby run this country. Why don't we act? What, uh, what is the problem? What was it about first graders losing their lives that wasn't sad enough to result in changes? Because when you say, which you always say, now is not the time to talk about it, what you really mean is there is never a time to talk about it. And it would be so much more honest if you would just admit that your plan is to never talk about it and never take any action. The NRA has this incredible grip on the Republican Party, and our job is going to be to turn NRA into not relevant anymore in American politics. Some say it's too early to talk about gun control. For those victims last night, it's far too late. Guns. I've never been to a country where people are as afraid to speak about guns. Every time there's a shooting, you got to look at something else. Is it Muslims? Is it their religion? Is that what it is? Is it blacks? It's the blacks. It's the black on black crime. We are all victims of inaction at this point. The fact that we have not had a meaningful conversation on gun control at the federal level is really a problem. And I don't know why our so-called leaders continue to allow this to happen. Or maybe a better question, why do we continue to let them to allow it to happen? We have to act. This is not just one time. We have enough data and enough evidence to know what we have to do. We have a moral responsibility to do something. Otherwise, we are failing. 
We are failing the people of this country whose lives are at stake. The Congress can be heroes by doing literally anything. Universal background checks or come up with a better answer. Enforce Obama's executive order that denied mentally ill gun purchases or a better answer. Reinstate the assault weapons ban or come up with a better answer. Anything but nothing. Doing nothing is cowardice. Thoughts and prayers are good, but they're simply not enough. Thoughts and prayers are not enough when more moms and dads will bury their children this week. And thoughts and prayers are not enough when sons and daughters will be forced to grow up without their parents. Attacks like we have seen today have happened all too often in America. President Trump is visiting Las Vegas on Wednesday. He spoke this morning, said he's praying for those who lost their lives. You know, in February, he also signed a bill that made it easier for people with severe mental illness to buy guns legally. Kind of a dialogue in this country. No other Western nation has the number of gun deaths that we have in America, and we need to talk about I want to show you something. That. These are the faces of the senators who, days after the shooting in Orlando, voted against a bill that would have closed those loopholes. These are the 56 senators who didn't want to do anything about that. What Congress must do is pass laws that keep our citizens safe. And that starts with laws that help prevent guns, especially the most dangerous guns, from falling into the wrong hands. We saw this evil in Newtown just a few years ago. Nothing has changed since Newtown. Congress has been complicit. We also ought to be angry. In fact, I'm furious that Congress has been complicit. Now is the time for action. You want to make America great again? Do something the last two presidents haven't been able to do. Pass any kind of common sense gun control legislation. To the, so the people of Las Vegas, I can't give you thoughts and prayers. I can only say that I'm sorry. I'm sorry that we live in a world where there are people who will put a gun before your lives. So there is that, and uh, that was just a montage of the, the usual suspects. And then we have what Trump had to say. I'm just going to play a little bit of this. Let me see if I can grab his speech. Here we go. And it shouldn't be too long. Hang on just a second. Here we go. All over. And uh, it's an incredible thing to see. There's tremendous bravery. The police department, incredible. The people themselves, incredible. People leaving ambulances to have somebody else go because they thought they were hurt even more so. Uh, the professionalism of the doctors and the medical staffs at, at this hospital and at other hospitals, you're saying how the coordination that you had with other entities covered everything. Their incredible character, courage, and resolve. Nevada really is a very, very special place. I'm honored to be here today at the Las Vegas Metropolitan Police Department in the company of heroes. Thank you to our police, our firefighters, and to our first responders, and of course to Sheriff Lombardo. Incredible job you've done. Mayor Goodman. Hello, Mayor Goodman. I couldn't be blocked by anything no, more no, beautiful you in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Senator Heller, thank you very much. They're healing. We pray for the recovery of the injured and those injured officers who so bravely threw themselves into danger when duty called. And we grieve the loss of the law enforcement personnel. A loving father, 
His death is... And believe me, a grateful nation thanks you. The example of those whose final act was to sacrifice... Okay, so I'm not going to take up too much show time because it's a pretty long speech, but uh, there you get the gist of it, the montage of the left and... The, it does to me. I mean, it, it just it, Lee. It never fails to boggle my mind that 1.2 million children are given up, sacrificed, and it's almost as if it's 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 required by these people to sacrifice these children. Then, when something like this happens, where and it. It's not that, I mean, there are more people killed in Chicago each month, I just have to say, than than got killed in, in this horrible event. But they will focus on this to take the, the to, to arm America, okay? And, and there was nothing, this guy wasn't a mental case, although I did hear that he was taking some sort of uh, uh, antidepressant or some such, and we know about those things. And I don't know, have you ever studied that, Lee? Because we keep seeing antidepressants pop up, and so many of these things, um, these these types of events, and it, it just it boggles my mind uh, to see that yeah. they still have these things on the market. They, well, they are promoting them still. And I'm going to be trying to get some more research done on that in particular. I have a psychiatry person I'm trying to work with right now to get some research done on those very things and some of the the demonic realm. But what you're talking about is are people that are, their mental processors are being adjusted by drugs. And it's almost a trial and error situation of how much to give them and what to give them. And yet it's totally promoted by the drug manufacturers, and it's not an exact science, and I don't I don't like it, and, and I don't feel very good about it. And there are people just like uh, we talked about, about people who are being uh, demonically attacked, giving them drugs only increases the ability for the demonic attacks. Exactly. It, you know, it's like giving them soma. It numbs you have, certain po- Yeah, parts. you would have to be some there would have to be something in you to, to me. I mean, as I look at this, I just cannot imagine somebody especially in this gentle, this this murderer's position uh to automatically drop into the unless he was radicalized and and even then it's just hard for me to believe that, that this guy had some measure of sophistication, obviously, or he couldn't have uh, garnered all the wealth that he had. You just don't see this kind of thing happen. And, and to me, and a lot of people believe that he could have been set up. Have you seen that theory? Uh, you know, Because nothing is coming out. We're still not seeing anything. There's just a big hole where this, life's, this guy's life used to be. Right. I just think it's... You know, I just think it's just so inconsistent. What if he? I mean, what yeah. if he was? What if? What if he was up in that room and you know he was? He thought he was doing something else entirely. Once again, you look at the video of where those shots were coming from, 
and it becomes undeniable. There were no shots that we could see. They were coming from the 32nd floor, period. Well, there were shell casings up there. It's not hard to dump a bunch of shell casings into a room. No, it's it's not. No, (laughs) and that's... The other thing was, how many... What did they say? You had 60-odd weapons? Yeah, about 40. I I heard 40. I've heard a lot of numbers, but... I guess 60 total, 40 hit. Yeah, If you if if you are a serious sniper or serious person planning what you're right. going to do in killing people, you take the guns that you are going to use for certain purposes, right? Right. You're gonna you're gonna take one or two long range guns, then you're gonna take if you're planning on escaping, you're gonna take two or three more for uh getting out, you know, close combat. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to have 23 guns. That's it. That 23 guns for what? Exactly. That's my point. And, and it looks to me like overkill. It looks like, okay, we're going to load him up with a lot of guns and make him look like a gun nut, you know. Yes. And, but the problem exactly. is the gun nut... the gun nut was supposedly shooting other gun nuts. I mean, you know, I mean, that's how they see it. So and and believe me, folks, they don't see you as um, what I mean. They don't, they don't see other like like if you consider yourself of the right wing, they don't see you as a human being. Okay, they see you as an enemy and perhaps a subhuman or something like that. They really don't. They don't see you as a human. Okay, they because you don't worship their god. You worship uh, you know the the real god, the living god, and. That is anathema to so many of these people. So uh, <clears throat> the whole thing. It's worse than that. Yeah, it is. It's You, you are their it. worst enemy, and it is by decree that you must be exterminated. You're, you're the proverbial attacking cockroach. Yeah. You know, and it's just, it's. Or a snake. You're like a snake. You have to be uh, put down or eliminated. Yeah. And this one chick, uh, Anne of the Resistance, uh, let's see, what did she tweeted out lots of white Trump supporters in Las Vegas at Route 21 watching Jason Alden pray only Trump tards die. <laughs> I mean, you know? I mean, it's just incredible. Um, so, I mean, this this is what we keep running into. Jeff Zelaney, okay, he came out with his report, um, and he said, well, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> I have allergies tonight. Um, he actually said, let me see here, because some people question me on it. What I had to say about Jeff Zelini and what he had to say, and I'll, I'll see if I can run that clip real quickly, but I know the left very well, and there are no accidents when they, you know, um, endemically politicize any and everything and try to turn it to their advantage, and you all know this. Now, this guy, Jeff Zelini, he came out and he said, well, you know, I'll, I'll let you hear what he had to say. But he, you know, a lot of people said, well, you know, he didn't really mean anything by that. I'm like, he is a Trump hater. He's a card-carrying leftist. And he goes all the way back. 
In this case, what he, here, let me just play what he had to say. So you can, I don't know if you heard this or not. Um, if I can grab this, uh, quickly grab this clip if it's here. Yeah, here it is. Check this out. More of a security alliance. How he's at the G20 Economic Alliance, stops in Poland first, as presidents do. They pick a place to give a big speech. No, that's, that's the wrong one. That was, um, well, I'll let you hear what he has to say. <laughs> okay, here you go. Uh, what did we learn about the president's worldview? I think we learned um, something about his worldview. I would argue that this speech is one of the, the best speeches in terms of a thematics uh, and staying on message and sort of offering a worldview that he's given yet. And, and the setting was interesting. It was in the Krasinski Square in uh, Warsaw. Um, you know, uh, thousands and thousands of people were waving American flags and Polish flags. So this is not a speech he could have given really any place else. And this is a white... Um, America, America first kind of speech. He was offering a very stark view, actually, about, um, you know, the, um, uh, about migration, about immigration, about other things. It was very, it wasn't a modern day speech, if you will. It was sort of a throwback speech, but he was offering a sense that. So that's how he, uh, you know, sees Trump. That was from back during uh, his Poland speech that he gave that was so popular and a lot of people. Now, this is what he had to say about the shooting. Uh, and this is as he stood in front of the White House the other day reporting on it. You're, you're, if you hadn't heard this, you'll love this. But uh, the president uh, clearly, as John said, striking a uh, pitch-perfect tone there. And something else, I think, to uh, keep in mind, a lot of these country music supporters were likely Trump supporters. And this is something that, of course, is uh, hitting the tapestry of all Americans. And there are going to be victims from across the country here. Uh, yeah, he just automatically is, well, they've got to be Trump supporters, you know. And uh, so, you know, the, the implication, folks, is this. I mean, Trump's pitch-perfect speech, I mean, that's a code, okay? They always like to talk about dog whistle. But that is code for the, uh, for the Trump voters only uh, because they attended, folks, a country music event. If you, so, so, therefore, the implication being that only hazy dumbasses love country music and only a dumbass would vote for Trump. But that's kind of the way that they think. And, so, and their lives are worthless, as we stated before. In the full measure of things, that's how they think, okay? Uh, so, so, you know, I, I just, I'm watching all of this unfold, and I'm just kind of tripping out about it. And uh, then there was another uh, expert, and this is what he had to say about this. And this is kind of right down Lee's alley. Check it out. Alex is so strange. I think everybody feels in their gut there's something about this attack uh, that is really, really odd. We've got to wait for the facts to come in. Uh, but there are some things, I think, that are really peculiar about this. Now, that was uh, uh, Jeff Shipp, okay, and he's talking about, I'm sorry, Kevin Shipp. He was talking about how dark, how these evil forces that are at work right now and, you know, once again, this sort of goes towards uh, the, our, our ongoing narratively that these evil forces used to, they would have been subdued, perhaps. But now it's almost like there's been a lifting. And we have all of these things going on all over the place, and it's not good, okay? I mean, this is not good stuff. Um, we had now, in, in that vein, uh, and we've already kind of hit on that, but... Uh, we saw a news article in USA Today, and it kind of, I was like, whoa, that's USA Today. 
And this is how the headline read, folks. It read, Storms, Earthquakes, North Korea, and now the Las Vegas Massacre. They have to wonder what's next. We have been talking about this, and I'm calling it the eclipse effect, Lee, because isn't that what we're seeing right now, my friend? Well, there's also the earth, the two earthquakes and a volcano. Right. And, yeah, yeah, I, I have to say there's validity there. There's connection. And, yeah. you know, it just signals that the eclipse signals a period of time when it, it's a signpost. It's like a traffic light, you know. It, it's It's a caution light. And it says, okay, a period of time is going to begin now when there's going to be natural upheaval on the earth. So you guys that know what we're talking about and know how to behave, you better stay that way. You guys that don't want, you don't want any help, uh, I'm sorry. You guys are out there, and I can't do much about it, but... You know, and and that's paraphrasing God's statement. Uh, he can't do much for the ones that are out there, the ones that are a little learned and trying to behave a little better than average. Need to stay that way because we're going to go through a period of time, whether it's the magnetic pole shift, whether it's Nibiru, which whatever it is. We're going to go through a rough period of time now. Yeah, and there, what USA Today is saying is when the month began, a confluence of hurricanes, floods, earthquakes, which we have all been, right. you know, Lee and I have been pointing these out, wildfires, a brewing international nuclear confrontation. There's news on that. I'll get to that tonight about uh, North Korea. Uh, international nuclear confrontation had some Americans thinking about end times. I'd say it's more than some. Then Las Vegas, the nation's playground, witnessed the worst mass shooting in U.S. history, the latest in this peerless series of catastrophes. Some were natural, some were yep. made. The Virgin Islands didn't come out too good, did they? No, they did not. None of those islands did. Together they've shadowed a usually optimistic nation with a cloud of sorrow and anxiety. You didn't have to be in Vegas, Seattle, Houston, Key West, or San Juan, or have relatives in Mexico or live in the Intermountain West with a respiratory uh, condition to be worried. A nation that had thought itself numb to tragedy is realizing that no matter how bad things are, they apparently can always get worse. Why, asked country music star Blake Shelton in a tweet after the shooting. That was one question shared many times by many others. There's another, and that is, what's next? And that's kind of what we've been saying, isn't it, Lee? A summer that yeah. seemed destined? Yeah to be remembered for its magnificent solar eclipse, had lurched suddenly toward the eve of destruction, and autumn hasn't been much better. So, much has gone wrong so fast, and it's fair to review the overlapping calamities. So you've got, now here they, here they enumerate them in, in, Spain of two, in the span of two weeks, two major hurricanes, <coughs> Harvey and Irma, at the continental U.S., the first two Category 4 storms, I've ever done so in a single season. Then a thunderstorm, Maria clobbered Puerto Rico, barely missing the U.S., producing a level of misery that still may not have crested. Mexico was shaken by two earthquakes 12 days apart. 
that killed hundreds of people. The second occurred on the anniversary of the 1985 Mexico City earthquake that killed thousands. That there's one in Bali where they've uh, they've had to move about 65,000 people out from under the volcano. Now this quake here had uh, in Mexico had been commemorated in a national earthquake drill held. We've had wildfires everywhere. We were marked on this. It was it was crazy, and it, you know we're supposed to have global warming all this time. And yet, uh, all of a sudden, it gets really dry up in the northwest, and they start having fires break out everywhere. Hottest late summer weather on record. I don't know about that. But it consumed an area in the west 50% larger than the state of New Jersey. New Jersey's not that big. As air quality plummeted across Washington state, the government declared a state of emergency and told everyone to stay indoors. leader of U.S. and North Korea, <coughs> excuse me, traded insults and threats. Lee, what do you think so far? Well, I think that the Western Hemisphere has gotten its butt kicked while the other side of the world has come out strangely pretty okay. And now if you want to link that to the the eclipse being assigned to the Gentiles, uh, hmm, maybe it has some validity. Yeah, the leaders of the yeah the leaders of the U.S. and North Korea traded insults and threats. President Trump got a tickle in my throat. Ridiculed his own Secretary of State's efforts to negotiate with Kim Jong Un. There was a battle there that I'll try to get to. The regime to peacefully resolve the nuclear face-off. Trump tweeted that Rex Tillerson is wasting his time trying to negotiate with Little Rocket Man. The natural disasters produced images that unsettled all of those who saw them. And normally wet Seattle, it was recorded 57th straight day without rain. Um, ash from central Washington fires fell like snow and covered the city, almost like an omen, <clears throat> with a dense smoke cloud. In Montana, wildfires closed the western part of Glacier National Park, and uh, a part of it anyway, while the eastern portion was closed by ice and snow. In Oregon, a photo showed golfers in the foreground playing through a huge forest fire roaring in the background. Uh, so uh, just all of these things happening, and everybody's going, wow, okay, did, did that eclipse mean anything? Even the even the unbelievers uh, <laughs> are wondering, and, you know, you, you just can't they uh, get past it. Yeah, they really should. Reality uh, and, and, comes home once in a while. Exactly. Now, others saw a higher authority in the control, quote, what else is needed to get our attention? And that was Michael Brown, the conservative host of the nationally syndicated radio show, The Line of Fire. He said, quote, we need to get on our faces before the Lord, acknowledging our own sins and shortcomings, not pointing the finger at others, but rather at ourselves. And whatever our views on climate control and gun control and immigration reform and President Trump, we need to implore the only one who can heal our land, unquote. And uh, Kirk Cameron, uh, the actor who's a very Christian actor, very popular Christian, he called the hurricanes a spectacular display of God's immense power and said weather is sent to cause us to respond to God in humility, awe, and repentance. And uh, they're asking the question, was judgment day at hand? Uh, and several have studied the question and set the date at September 23rd, but as the day passed, the tribulations continued. Some didn't need obscure 
passages or completed or complicated astrological projections. Nobody said that was going to be the end of the world. Nobody that knows anything. All that was, and it's not an all that was, but it was a sign, and that was the uh, Revelation 12 sign that stated that a, basically it marked the beginning of the tribulation period. Many people believe. Lee, what did you think about? I mean, that was September the 20th. Not that that day was going to be the end of the world. And there is going to be. If people read the scriptures all wrong. They always assume that when Christ comes back, that's it. The human race is going to be wiped out. That's not even close. It, it's, a, it's a new no. a, a new beginning for the human race is what it ultimately ends up being, right, Lee? I mean, it's not like that's the end and the planet's going to explode. That's right. But remember, what you're hearing from is not the same source or not the same conversation that you and I have. What no, you're hearing not. from here what you're hearing from is and I'll make a wild statement here, a Luciferian controlled media. Yep. Okay? They yeah. are talking about their world. And their world is going to be destroyed at the return of Christ. Well that's a good point. Period. I hadn't thought of it quite that way, but it's true. Their world uh, is crap. It's done. They're toast. Yep. That's a so, very good point. That's Lee. it. That's a, yeah, that's a very good point. So, and, but, they, you know, Christians uh, seem to take on that. And I've, I've had to sort of uh, reprimand quite a few of them here lately. Going, no, no, no. Yeah, it's going to be bad, right? It's going to be bad, but... This isn't the end. It's really the beginning of a new, you know, completely new age and a wiping out of all the old things. So, uh, you know, that, I think that's a better way to look at it. And, and then you've got the other side of the argument. I mean, look at some of these news stories. U.S. manufacturing activity hits a 13-year high and constru- construction spending is up. U.S. Now, here's what they're saying, though. I thought it was kind of funny. But some people are saying, oh, it's from the storms. That's the only reason we're at a 13-year There's Folks, there have been plenty of storms the last 13 years, okay? Nothing has ever happened as far as the surge in economic activity that has happened over the past nine months, really. So, but here's what some are saying. U.S. factory activity, this is from CNBC, surged to a more than 13-year high in September amid strong gains in new orders and raw material prices, point to underlying strength in the economy, even as Hurricane Harvey and Irma are expected to dent growth in the third quarter. But then you have Reuters. They say this, much of the gain is presumably linked to the after-effects of the hurricanes. Nonetheless, manufacturing growth is strong. So you've got one saying, hey, yeah, the, the reason we're growing like crazy is because of the hurricanes. And you've got another saying, yeah, those hurricanes really dented us, but, you know, um, uh, we're still going to have growth in the third quarter, although they hurt us. So uh, CNBC is saying, yeah, it hurt us, and Reuters is saying, oh, it helped us. So which is it? I don't know. Uh, it, just show, it just goes to show you nobody knows anything. And then, <clears throat> not at least within the conventional media, and then you had the Pope who came out, and uh, he basically stated that uh, Islamic refugees were essentially holy warriors, Lee. Did you see that story? <laughs> um, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, Muslim migrants, you are warriors of hope. 
I'm like, are you kidding me? Uh, he did say it. I mean, here, here is his Italian, okay, or whatever. I think he's uh, he was in Bologna, so I guess that was, the, yeah, it was Italian. But here is, I'm, I'm going to let you hear just a little bit of what he had to say. This is the voice of, I don't know who it is. I don't know who it is. I don't think it's a real poem. Vede bene solo con la vicinanza che dà la misericordia. Senza questa l'altro resta un estraneo, addirittura un nemico, e non può diventare il mio prossimo. Da lontano possiamo dire e pensare qualsiasi cosa, come facilmente accade quando si scrivono frasi terribili e insulti via internet. Se guardiamo il prossimo senza misericordia, non ci rendiamo conto della sua sofferenza, dei suoi problemi. Anche se guardiamo il prossimo senza misericordia, rischiamo che Dio anche ci guardi senza misericordia. Oggi... Okay, so that's enough of that. Um, anyway, we, we've got a lot of uh, show to go through here, folks. Uh, we're going to, in the next part, we're going to be looking at uh, Soros, Kellogg, and Ford, the donor list of anti-Trump resistance group revealed, five secret societies that still exist. We had one guy coming out just wearing out the uh, the uh, the the Illuminati or anybody that says they exist, eh, they don't exist. And you can go to their freaking website, folks. Put an entire book. Globalism are causing this chaos. Not President Trump. Le Cirque. I mean, we got a lot of stuff. Korea is going to be provoking us on Columbus Day. Says the uh, the CIA. China has a military plan to invade Taiwan by 2020. And the U.S. ambassador at Israel says Trump is going to move the embassy to Jerusalem. So we've got those stories coming right up. Hang in there with us. We're going to take a quick break. And then we are going to be right back. Hang with us. Hello. Welcome to Obama Golf. My name is Trina. How can I help you? Yes, hi. I received an email from Golfsmith stating that my Pro V1 golf ball order had been canceled and I should go to your exchange to reorder it. So I tried the website, but it doesn't seem to be working, so I'm calling the 800 number. Yes, I'm sorry about the website. It should be fixed by the end of 2014, but I can help you. Thanks. I ordered some Pro V1 golf balls. Sir, Pro V1s do not meet our minimum standards. I will be happy to provide you with a choice of Pinnacle, Top Flight, or Callaway Blue. But I've played Pro V1 for years. The government has determined that Pro V1s are no longer acceptable, so we have instructed Titleists to stop making them. Top Flights are better, sir. I am sure you will love them. But I like the Pro V1. Wait, why are Top Flights better? That is all spelled out in the 2700-page Affordable Golf Ball Act passed by Congress. Well, how much are these Top Flights? It depends, sir. Do you want our bronze, silver, gold, or platinum package? Uh, what's the difference? 12, 24, 36, or 48 balls. Well, the silver package may be okay. How much is it? It depends, sir. What is your monthly income? Well, what does that have to do with anything? I need that to determine your government 
government golf ball subsidy. Then I can determine how much your out-of-pocket cost will be. But if your income is below the poverty level, you might qualify for a subsidy. In that case, I can refer you to our ball aid department. Ball aid? Yes. Golf balls are a right. Everyone has a right to golf balls. So if you can't afford them, then the government will supply them free of charge. Who said they were a right? Congress passed it. The president signed it, and the Supreme Court found it constitutional. Whoa, whoa, wait. I don't remember seeing anything in the Constitution regarding golf balls as a right. There's no explicit mention of golf balls in the Constitution, but President Obama is a former constitutional scholar, and he believes it would have been included if the Constitution had not been drafted by a bunch of slave-owning white men. The Democrats in the Congress and the Supreme Court agree with the president that golf balls are now a right guaranteed by the Constitution. I don't believe this. It's the law of the land, sir. Now we anticipated most people would go for the silver package. So what is your monthly income, sir? Forget it. I'll just forego the balls this year. In that case, sir, I will still need your monthly income. Why? To determine what your non-participation cost would be. What? Wait, you can't charge me for not buying golf balls. It's the law of the land, sir. <laughs> Approved by the Supreme Court. It's $49.50, or 1% of your monthly income. Oh, this is ridiculous. Okay, I'll pay the $49.50. Sir, it is the $49.50, or 1% of your monthly income, whichever is greater. Are you kidding me? What a ripoff. Actually, sir, it's a good deal. Next year, it will be 2%. Uh, look, I'm going to call my congressman to find out what's going on here. This is ridiculous. I'm not going to pay it. Sorry to hear that, sir. That's why I had the NSA track this call and obtain the make and model of the cell phone you're using. Why does the NSA need to know what kind? a cell phone I'm using. So they can get your GPS coordinates, sir. The hell is that? That would be the IRS, sir. Thanks for calling Obama Golf. Have a nice day. And God bless the land of the free and the home of the brave. Have questions about business insurance? Simply log on to www.carolinaindustrial.com. Better guide us, standing by us, strong in every storm. We make it our business to get to know yours. Running a business is a full-time job. So is protecting it. Auto Owners Insurance protects thousands of businesses just like yours. We'll assess your needs and eliminate your insurance problems so you can devote more time to what you do best, managing your business. See us for no-problem business protection through Auto Owners Insurance. Auto Owners and No Problem People. Call Carolina Industrial and Matthews, insuring businesses statewide for over 21 years. 704-845-2456. 704-845-2456. Auto owners and no problem people. The following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired. has declared war on America. Was this shooter in Las Vegas, was he an Antifa 
jihadist? Was he an Islamic jihadist? I mean, what was the deal? And, you know, the, the Antifa is in cahoots with ISIS, as is the globalists are in cahoots with them, as is the deep state is in. And, and when you get that, all of these uh, these nefarious types working together, is it not possible that what we are seeing or what we saw in Las Vegas, that's how they operate? What do you think? Yeah, the underworld has their own network, and the the world behind the world in Washington has their own network. And as we saw with Kennedy, a lot of times they work together. Yeah. And one and, of the things uh, that... Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, there... It, the two sides, the, the people, and I'm not uh, getting on the the Trump cheerleading thing, uh, the, the philosophy that everybody wants to see come out through Trump is like a big block of of metal or stone opposing another great big block of metal or stone, and they're starting right now. They you know they were turning, you know like turning like millstones, but now they're getting pushed together so close. They're they're hitting each other, and they're causing a lot of friction. And you're going to see explosive points come out. It's like you know the mafia and and the law enforcement finally have had to go to to war in various cities. Well, I know that you're saying that you're, any further. you're saying that you don't have to be a Trump cheerleader, but clearly, I mean, you look at whose side Trump is on, and he is going against it's, the. I say states. that's the philosophy that we all want to see come out through him. Is a yeah. philosophy of integrity and ethics and morality well, and pushing biblical Christian conscience. In, exactly pushing that, pushing that back to the forefront. So it's clearly it's us with Trump against them, which is really led by Soros, Obama, and those types. I mean, quite frankly, let's just be clear. So there, there is a the Rothschilds. Well, they're they're now they're concerned about the rising violence extremely. That's and exactly even right. the Pope. <clears throat> yeah, he's on their side. He's a globalist, and he hates Trump. I mean, you <laughs> everything the man says is geared against Trump. Have you ever noticed that, folks? Everything it's, that comes out of his mouth, in some way, is 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 shielded as being or or veiled as being an attempt to besmirch Trump. And uh, we've already seen what side the Pope is on. He is not. I mean, he was called a heretic. By his own cardinals just a couple of weeks ago, folks, they wrote the letter calling him a heretic. And we have outlined, I mean, he, go ahead, Lee. It's not even so much as that. There is a, a damnable jealousy between the two, not so much on Trump's side, because Trump ignores him. But on right. the Pope's side, there is a damnable jealousy there. Like, look. I'm supposed to be running the world, not you. And then Maybe. he makes some ridiculous statement. But we go back and we looked at how he came into his office, and you know that was when lightning exactly. struck. I mean, that's the truth. Exactly. It's not, I'm not sitting here theorizing. Lightning hit the basilica twice, and all of a sudden Pope Benedict, Pope Benedict resigned the next day, and they put a Jesuit who was never supposed to reach the popedom. 
they put a Jesuit in charge. And this guy, if he's if he doesn't hold the Antichrist, he'll hold it in his mouth until one gets there, folks, because everything he is coming up with is not reflective of traditional Catholic belief, which is close to Christianity. It's not exact, but, uh, you know, I'm not going to get into that side of it, but it's close. I mean, um, I look at history, and I'm just like, oh, man. It's a second cousin. Uh, yeah, it's sort of like that. Uh, and folks, now, we're going to be blanked out. If if you're listening to Block Talk, uh, we'll be blanked out, I believe, uh, for just the next little bit, and then in another hour. You don't probably don't want to miss the second half of this show because we're going to get some other pretty deep stuff about the the the, the little I don't know if you want to call it the darker side of the show, but we, we kind of go into the weeds and tell you spiritually what we think is really going on, and this is where this Antifa group comes in. I mean, these are the Antichrist folks. Uh, this is uh, the the beginnings of that movement. They are the flip side of the globalist coin. Okay. And as you can see, the Democrats sort of have claimed Antifa only now to try to deny them when it's clear that they're doing violence and that it cannot be hidden. They're part of the black bloc. I mean, this is an international movement. And uh, they do not have their anybody's best interests at heart. They claim it's for social justice. It is anything but. It is certainly not justice. I mean, it is just a beatdown. Uh, sort of in the Obama realm of redistribution of everything. Now, according to CNN, uh, these uh, large crowds of anti-Marxist demonstrators, um, they've been shouting no Trump, no wall, no USA at all, okay? And uh, they're, they're showing themselves to be detractors of America itself. Now, that is, uh, that is a globalist precept. It is, uh, and, and if you go back and you look at it, I've covered it many times, the similarities between globalism, as adopted by Weishaupt back in 1776 in the beginning of the Illuminati movement, and the precepts of communism or Marxism, whatever you want to call it, they're almost identical, and they're virtually the same in many ways. I mean, they seem to go towards the same goal. It's the elimination of private property. It's the elimination of all forms of the religion as we know it in favor of a brand new religion that's been blessed by the state. Not unlike China, uh, you, you, you giving up of patriotism. There is no nationalism. Now it's only internationalism where we are the world type of thing. Um, and then they do their chants, call them tape, uh, which, which is part of their narrative. And it's a narrative of hate. They hate Christians. They hate anybody that's traditionalist. They hate all of that. Um, they even uh, even John McCain, Marco Rubio, Mitt Romney have all criticized Trump's assertion uh, that some of the armed activists at Charlottesville were were responsible for the violence. And it turns out now that they were. There's no doubt about it. And uh, so you you see all of these things happening, and they're they're using a, a model of violence that's fascist. Okay. And they call themselves anti-fascists. So it's the anti-fa. That's where the name comes from. So you, you see, they're they're claiming to be one thing, and they're actually quite the other. And this is precisely how Satan operates. This is like the, isn't it, Lee? There, there's no difference. These are Alinskyites from the word go. And Saul Alinsky dedicated his book, which Hillary is a big fan of, to Satan. I mean, that that is a fact. As the first activist, okay. 
So you start pulling all of these things together, the communism, the globalism, and don't forget about the occult. Now, most of these world leaders that were led the charge, Darwin, Marx, so many, even Roosevelt, all of these guys were Freemasons. Truman was a Freemason, and he was a, you know, you can go back and you look, and you can see the interplay of these secret societies, the fact that these men were members of the Freemasons, which is an occult society. And the occult is, what most people don't know is the occult is suffused in Freemasonry when you get up into the upper echelons, right, Lee? I don't think there's any denying it yeah. once you dig into totally. this. I mean, it's, yeah. So, and, 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 and I mean, go ahead. In their world, in their world, Belial is the lord of this world, and Lucifer is their god. And that's it. Yeah. Period. There is no other discussion that about, uh, you know, Jehovah is a defunct god that has left the world, and, you know, if he comes back, he comes back. If he doesn't, he doesn't. And Jesus, oh, crap, That's no, uh, there's no truth to that, and we... You know, we will be sending you someone someday who shows you all about that. You might as well just just forget that. It's irrelevant. It's not going to be. We won't allow it. That's the whole preface of them. And they are that dedicated to it. And the whole word Illuminati is, like you've said so many times, the enlightened ones mm-hmm. who Satan doesn't mind using everything that he ever learned while he was in heaven slightly corrupted but he'll use every bit of the knowledge and technology and everything that he ever learned about foreknowledge and everything to use it against mankind and against Jesus well and we know that hurting other people torture I mean what these Antifa people what these uh, these minions are doing to other people is punishing them for believing differently from the way they believe and, and their belief exactly. system is a globalist and, and it's 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 abusive and you have all these women who hate abuse you would think I mean they're you know they're they're they look at you know men beating women and it's, it is a horrible thing and yet these Antifa members will turn around and beat women on a regular basis and yet they don't seem to make that connection. They don't make the ISIS connection where Islam hates women. They think they're just property that they can hump from time to time. And that's – I'm sorry, but that's the way that radical Islam sees them. Uh, they, they won't waste any time on buggering another male if it's in the dark and nobody can see it. Uh, that's what they do before they have their holy days. Uh, I mean, you know, we've we've been through that at this show. So – and that's kind of, you know, that's just wrapped up in filthiness and wickedness. I mean, it's just, you're like, why? And then the children, the, the uh, and it, this spreads out throughout the entire thing, the upper establishment, the political class, many members of those, the Catholic Church. I mean, they are all dedicated, Islam, they are all dedicated to pedophilia, which is, to me, is one of the most wicked things you can ever imagine, Lee. It's wicked. Well, yeah, there's, there's a logic to that, Barry. There really is. Well, They're still way? trying to find a virgin. Okay. Well. Um, Sorry, yeah, we've, I we've had heard to throw it. that in there, but it is it. My my sick attempt at humor 
has okay. a point well, to it. it, it because their society is that decrepit that they have to go to young children to even find something that's clean enough in their own mind to be worthy of them having sex with it. And that's one of the, that's one, uh, well, that's one aspect of pedophilia that only the undefiled are good enough for them. The other fact is just what you said. They then, there is a, a fury or a violent effect in their mind that wants to defile them. That's the satanic side. That Absolutely. But, you know, and, and once again with these secret societies, a lot of people wonder, well, what motivates them? What do they think is going to? Well, when you dig into it deeply, what you find out is most of them have this, and this is part of the pedophilia, the blood of children. I mean, they were yes, there are children that are killed, and it's constant uh, for their blood because, they believe it has health benefits keeping you young. Okay, that's one of the things. But the other thing, they, they by sacrificing them, you know, doing what they do with the blood. Uh, and we had the we we've played this clip of this one uh, gentleman explaining exactly the rationale behind what they're doing with it. But my point is, this the ultimate wickedness, the defiling of a young child. Uh, it, it it goes right into what Antifa is trying to do to the nation and defiling it, and just a sort of it's like an abomination of the nation, of the country. Yeah, and and, and it, it, exactly it's, what everything it is. is is patterned after that. And I mean, you saw the Puerto Rican thing. You don't think, folks, the politics mixes into this like cream into coffee. Uh, when you see that the what the the truth coming out of Puerto Rico, they have mountains of relief supplies there. It's just the 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 leftist teamsters are ordering Puerto Ricans to stand down in order to embarrass Trump. They would actually hurt their own people, okay, and deny them food and and clothing and medical help and all of these things, yep. and make them go hungry in order to make a political point in this war, okay. And make no mistake, I think we're entering into something, you know, a lot of people believe that, uh, you know, Antifa kind of announced that they were going to, you know, uh, initiate or uh, incept a war against Trump and all of his supporters, in essence, because that's their sweet spot. That's their target-rich environment. Uh, they want to take us down. And so they they were supposed to do it 11-4. Many people believe that 10-4 was the actual day. They believe this Las Vegas thing was the beginning, okay? And meanwhile, we had the eclipse telling us, hey, you're going to be going through some some really, you know, some really rough times, and it's really beginning to look that way. But we had two stories in the show tonight where the Democrat teamsters were ordering, and then you saw the, that one mayor while the other, the, uh, the actual governor of Puerto Rico was praising Trump because he saw what was happening. They have sort of almost like a boycott of transporting all of these supplies in through Puerto Rico. So now that the even the, the federal government is having to step in and actually get the supplies out to these people, they're just standing around basically in many cases, not all, with their thumbs up their asses waiting for the government to help them, ladies and gentlemen. That's not the way this is done. That's not the way this is done. And they're not even a state. They're not a people. There's oh, what are you, they're not a united. They have been given that opportunity, time and time again, and they have deferred it and put it off so that they could avoid having to 
become a part of uh, the federal regulations and the things that are involved in being a state. It's a whole different ball game, folks, from being a territory. So they're getting all of the benefits without, uh, you know, without any of the uh, sort of the uh, the, the, the downsides uh, to being a territory without being a state. They get to vote. Well, they don't get to vote, but they get uh, they're they're American citizens. They get federal retirement. They get all of those things that we get. They just don't get to vote. I think they they can vote in primaries, but they don't get to really vote in elections because they're not a state, and they don't really care to. There's about three million of them, but now they're saying that all of these people that are going from Puerto Rico to Florida are going to change the demographics of Florida. Lee, that could be disastrous, couldn't it? I mean, you know, can you imagine? These are all leftists. So it's just, you know, it's another thing. And it will change. yeah, it, it will change, um, you know, if if they stick around and they probably, I don't know, because they are not citizens, okay? Uh, they, ha- they, they have rights. I, I don't know how that works. I haven't checked into it. Uh, so anyway, I'm going to move into some of these other stories that we have now. There's, in the weeds tonight, we've got the fact that as economic news, the holiday spending is expected to increase 6%. Optimism about the economy is at an all-time high. Stock market is up 24%. That's fully one-fourth, folks, since the election. Uh, The president has taken the first step towards scrapping Obama's global warming policy. We have an increasing number of Republicans crossing the president, and that's uh, more GOP senators' establishment types willing to tell Trump to take a hike, and they are going to be paying a very hefty price, uh, those who are standing for real They don't understand, I don't think, what what exactly they've got coming for them when you've got uh, Steve Bannon over there at Breitbart and all kinds of websites like his, including this one, uh, trying to push out all of these establishment types. And we're going to be working very hard, mark my words, when November of 2018 comes back around, I think it's going to be um, pretty ugly. Uh, you've got, uh, but anyway, you've got the Republican orthodoxy, the establishment class, the globalist Republicans, who have been freed from the burdens of imminent re-election campaigns, and a lot of them are flexing their independence. They're bucking the president's agenda. You saw what Cornyn did. You saw what happened. Uh, with the, uh, the the judge down there in Alabama, what was his name, uh, you, Roy Moore. And then now uh, some of them are, are announcing that they're not going to seek re-election. We're almost seeing the exact inverse of what happened in the Democrat Party uh, during Obama's first days in office. Remember what happened? What you had was all the the blue dog Democrats, which is the more moderate Democrats, were exiting the party. They're like getting the hell out of there. They're like, I, I can't do anything here. So they got so the party got way more radical. Okay, and this nation is not a radical by any means leftist nation. It is a center right nation for the most part still. Although that's you know, uh, after these elections that we have been seeing, we're really starting to see that. I mean, you you look at the uh, electoral map. And it's like a sea of red, except in a few places. But the problem is those few places that are very, very blue have the vast amount of their population. That is in the metropolitan areas. Okay, So it's kind of like country class, more or less, 
rural country class versus the city dwellers, you know, and these are where we, where all the skyscrapers are that we really need to, I think we need to outlaw skyscrapers, Lee Daniel, because all of this violence that we keep seeing coming, it seems to, in one way or another, in many, many cases, involve really tall buildings. I don't know. Um, they they want to eliminate guns. Why don't we just eliminate the tall buildings, and that would take care of the problem, wouldn't it? So it's a, you know, it's, I think it's a, if you want to talk about guns, I think this is another solution um, as far as that goes. Well, just skip over the guns and get rid of the buildings, and then we'd be great, right? I mean, 9-11, um, you know, earthquakes, knocking buildings over, a lot of that. Uh, you know, the Oklahoma bombing, I mean... Uh, the well, even going back to the World Trade Center bombing, then you have the Mandalay Bay thing where he had the high perch, and then now they're talking about them attacking NFL games, and you know, so how is it's going to be not too interesting? I wouldn't call it interesting. It's going to be well, it's kind of like the uh, what is where that? Where are you going to draw the line at three floors? I don't. Yeah, exactly. I don't know, but. Uh, we obviously, I mean, it, we need to get rid of buildings, don't we? I mean, I think that's the answer. We got to get rid of these tall buildings, you know. Um, so anyway, you got to read not... Isaiah five and and go by it, right? Yeah, maybe radically so. go by it. But what was Isaiah I, five? You want to read it off to me? I, I'm turning to it right now, so I can get it. Go ahead with something else for a minute. I was doing that very thing. It talks about you're not supposed to build buildings up against buildings and land up against land and all that for at some point it will rebel against you. And in other words, the developers aren't supposed to run the world. Is that it? Woe unto them that join house to house that lay field to field till there be no place that that they may be placed alone in the midst of the earth. Hmm. My ear said the Lord of hosts of a truth, many houses shall be desolate and even great and fair without inhabitant. And that's where he's talking about, that's where he talks about one of the worst curses, worst judgments that he'll ever preside against the earth. And that in some of these places that they build up for themselves, you'll be right. Their buildings won't be worth much because they're not going to be, they're not either not going to be standing, or if they're standing, they're going to be standing empty. Because and they're standing like in that. the left. What, what is that? I mean, I don't get that. They all incline to the left. And you know what? This is the heart of the wicked yeah. always inclines to the left. I mean, <laughs> so. They're always uh, like. They're always like phallic symbols and idols built to to various people or various groups. Seems that know? way. Then you have it's the basilica. The, even the Washington Monument. The Washington know, Monument like a, was built as a phallic it, symbol. Yeah, it's it, well, it, it's an emulation of uh, the the, uh, the the tower of, uh, of, of Osiris. Yeah, it's Osiris. Uh, it yeah. is, and it, which is, that's the blue tomb that the uh, Freemasons, you know, when they go through their, uh, what do you call it, their introduction into Freemasonry. There's another word for it, but uh, yeah, they do the uh, the ceremony of the blue tomb, and it's life, death, and re- yeah, resurrection. Yeah, the re- reincarnation of Osiris and uh, and Isis, and then 
you know, you can look at the Washington and you see the same thing, the rotunda, which is, signifies the womb of Isis and the Washington Monument, which they did really good with Spider-Man on that, that latest Spider-Man movie going on the Washington. Yes. Anyway, that, that represents uh, the, uh, the, the phallus of Osiris. And so you've got the rotunda, which is the womb, the phallus, which represents the penis. And then you fast forward over to Rome, and you've got the same thing. You've got the original Egyptian phallus with a cross on the top. There's a problem there. At outside of the Catholic Basilica, and the Basilica represents the tomb of, I'm sorry, the, the womb of Isis, and there again, the obelisk outside of that. So, the, the, and this is where uh, Kevin Klein talks about it being the system of the beast. He, you know, these, 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 right. all, all of these yeah, and, and it goes all the way back to the Phoenicians, Sumerians, Greek, all of them. Uh, have run these so so in other words a, a a world government system is considered a beast and then that takes shape with all of these other things so uh, by the way forecast bitterly cold winter ahead that's going to kill us the the climate hoax argument is getting ready to take a hit i think uh we're already seeing some very chilly weather here in the southeast um and that is spreading all over the place stop 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 uh, some chilly winter weather is in store for the northeast and mid-Atlantic with January, threatening to bring the coldest air of the season, although, however, cold low temperatures will pale in comparison to those in the northern plains, where it's set to drop to minus 30 degrees Fahrenheit at times. Meanwhile, the southern plains, southwestern California, can expect a milder and drier winter this last season. A chilly winter is in store for the Northeast and the Mid-Atlantic, particularly when compared to last year for most of both regions. This will translate uh, to an above-normal snow season. Areas in the I-95 I-95, I'm sorry, corridor will average close to normal within a few inches, um, uh, but areas away from that corridor have a much better chance of big snowfall. New York, Boston, Massachusetts may be the exceptions. Uh, with early predictions calling for six inches of snowfall or more above normal in both cities, um, in addition to the lake effect snow, be a very good uh, ski season. Further south, uh, air temperatures will face an east-west divide. The southeast is going to rub above normal in Florida and Georgia. Both states will be at a lesser risk for damaging freezing this year. Additionally, Florida will remain mostly dry. They are expecting a few ice storms to develop based on the pattern we're seeing, and two to three are predicted to hit from the Tennessee Valley to northeast Texas. Uh, so this frigid air is going to be taking hold. It's going to be much colder, and even in, in certain parts of the mid-Atlantic is going to be much colder. Maybe the, the extreme southeast is going to be better. So, And meanwhile, you've already got snow records being broken in Montana, okay, and this is just as, okay, Trump is getting ready to put the put the hiatus on all of Obama's global warming uh, bullshit, right? So in other news, we've got an Oakland County woman ordered to jail after refusing to vaccinate her son, Lee. Uh, and we all know what we, uh, you know, the, 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 the evidence that we hear about uh, all of these vaccinations. Even Trump mentioned that there are a lot of problems with them. But now an Oakland County woman has been sentenced to seven days in jail for refusing to comply with an order to vaccinate her nine-year-old son. The order was handed down in Oakland County Circuit Court. 
And they also announced that the boy would, not only did they throw her in jail, but they said, we're going to vaccinate your boy whether you like it or not. Must be some stuff that, what is it, a microchip in there or something? They just have to get in him. Uh, McDonald pointed out, the judge did, that, that Rebecca Breedlow of Ferndale, together with an attorney, signed an order in November agreeing that a child would be vaccinated, uh, and there was never an appeal of that order, and they never vaccinated, and so therefore they threw the woman in jail. So, uh, yeah, you don't do what the state says, especially in California. You're going to have some major problems, aren't you, Lee Daniel? I mean, th- this is kind of absurd, isn't it, letting them yeah. shoot your children? They ain't no telling what was in that vaccination. They didn't say what the vaccination was. Um, but anyway, I, I don't know about that. I don't know. Uh, what it, it, the drug manufacturers are the only ones that know what is in it. That and the uh, probably the military industrial group. Those two are yeah. probably the only ones that know the truth. And uh, meanwhile, we had a USC professor detained after he falsely reported an active shooter on campus. You probably heard that news that was kind of coming on the tails mm-hmm. of this news that came out about Las Vegas and all of that. Uh, uh, Catalonia will split from Spain on Monday. It could be a civil war. I don't know. We'll see about that. The ancient tomb of Santa Claus, folks, was discovered beneath the Turkish church. I tell you, the kids are going to be beside themselves on this news. I mean, they found Santa Claus's tomb. Yeah. How about that? That was awful. (laughs) I did not like that. Archaeologists in Turkey may be on the cusp of solving a mystery thousands of years in the making when they stumbled onto a tomb beneath the ruins of an ancient church they believe contains the remains of St. Nicholas, known popularly as Santa Claus. A portion of the site believed to contain the undamaged grave was discovered in St. Nicholas Church, located in Turkey's southern Antalya province, the Dimri district, in which the church is found is known to be the revered Christian saint's <clears throat> birthplace. The head of Antalya Monument Authority, Samil Karabayam, told the Turkish press the shrine was discovered during electronic surveys that showed gaps beneath the church. We believe the shrine is not being damaged, and you'd have to go here to read the full story of Santa Claus, but there you go. They found his tomb. Um, and what else do we have? New hurricane set for Florida. There's one developing out there in the Caribbean, I believe. It's in the, Well, actually, it's in the southern Caribbean. Could hit right now with the track, 12 p.m. Saturday. It's going to be lining up on the coast of Alabama, maybe uh, the panhandle of Florida, and uh, let's see, it's not telling me. And right now it's just a depression 16. Uh, the winds are 35 miles an hour, and it's moving northwest, but they're expecting it to turn, and there's no telling what this thing will do. It's, uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. Yeah, it's too early to say exactly what this thing is going to do and where it's going to go. They don't even know what the strength is going to be as of yet. But normally these uh, these October hurricanes aren't that bad. Normally. Uh, this year, you know, the way it's been, we don't know. Now, in other news, in this particular vein, we've got uh, the CIA is predicting that North Korea is going to conduct a serious provocation on uh, Columbus Day. When is Columbus Day, Lee? I don't know. When is that? Is it October or when is that? Um, um, Let's see. The ninth. 
Oh, yeah, October the 9th. Okay, so a top CIA official for the Korean Peninsula warned Next Wednesday week. that the, U- yeah, the U.S. should be ready for a new provocation by North Korea on Columbus Day, October the 9th, which coincides with the anniversary of the founding of the political party that governs in North Korea, Pyongyang. Stand by your phones, Deputy Dur- Assistant Director of the CIA's Korean Mission Center. Uh, uh, he did not speculate what North Korea might do, though it frequently carries out missile launches or nuclear tests on major state anniversaries. That's kind of twisted. Such as the birthday of leader Kim Jong-un, who they think is a god. They really don't. I don't think they just have to pretend like they did. And uh, other dates associated with lives of his father or grandfather. That would really get sort of tedious, wouldn't it? Tensions with North Korea have reached new extremes in recent weeks, and you pretty much know all of the story there. China has a secret military plan to invade Taiwan in the next, folks, about two years. Uh-huh. <clears throat> that could get really interesting. Uh, according to uh, Free Beacon, China has drawn up secret military plans to take over the island of Taiwan by 2020, and actually the, an action that would likely lead to a big U.S.-China conventional nuclear war, according to newly disclosed internal Chinese military documents. This is what we have uh, coming up. It sounds like the tribulation, doesn't it, Lee? My gosh. Uh, the secret war plan drawn up by the PLA, that's the People's Liberation Army, the Chinese Communist Party's armed forces calls for massive missile attacks on the island, along with a naval and air blockade that is followed by amphibious beach landing assaults using up to 400,000 troops. Uh, This has been outlined in a new book published this week, The Chinese Invasion Threat, uh, by a fellow named Ian Easton, or Ian Easton, a Chinese affairs analyst with the Project 2049 Institute, which is one of those probably, I don't know, a think tank. We don't know which side they're on. The danger of a Taiwan conflict has grown in recent years, even as current tensions. So this is just another thing that we've got to look forward to, isn't it, Lee? I mean, really, you think you think this is possible? Well, China has made moves for the last 10 years about taking it back. The problem yeah. being that there is a uh, defense treaty that exists between the United States and the island of Formosa, which is Taiwan. Right. And it, 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 that's where it can get really ugly really fast in that the United States is supposed to defend them from any invasion from the mainland, period. So we either honor the treaty or say to hell with you here on your own, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it could get drastically ugly overnight. Yeah, it could. And then it'll be, you know, when that happened with Ukraine, who we were supposed to defend, uh, you know, nobody really said much. Maybe the conservatives say, hey, we were, you know, Obama disarmed Ukraine so that the Russians could invade. I mean, we know that. I mean, what happened? It did happen when he was a senator. He helped. He was the leading force behind disarming the Ukraine. Okay, uh, and then when we were supposed to uh, defend Ukraine against Soviet invasion, we didn't. So he more or less sort of broke the contract Obama did because he was 
mortally yeah. afraid of the Russians, you know. And he could have stopped it, but he didn't. And that, and it, apparently Russia embarrassed him. So that's where really the problems began between Obama and Putin. If he hadn't embarrassed him, he would have been much, much better, I suppose. Okay. So uh, anyway, that's a, that's another thing that uh, we'll see where all of this is going. He disrespected. But I mean, him. It, it, yeah. I mean, what do you think? I mean, I'll tell you what. It's like we have this spiritual warfare that we keep talking about. It's like somebody has removed the hand. I mean, what are we going to see? I mean, all of these things are, are, are seem to be increasing in uh, in the cycles that we see, and we may be in a spiritual. I think we are in a spiritual. I don't think there's any doubt about it. But it seems to have ratcheted up tremendously, Lee, especially after Obama oh, yeah. left. After he left, so you know what's yeah, that all about? Yeah, I mean about? there was a peaceful there was a peaceful takeover going then, and there was very little resistance to it, and the rest of the world wasn't catching on, and they weren't seeing the fact that there was a a movement like the, the movie of the Blob to just keep on taken over and keep on absorbing country after country after country after people, you know, and there was, and you know, if you made a resistance, well, they had to have an information network, they had to have a very serious intelligence network so they could get to the real dissenters and kill them. Or get to those truthers or get to those whistleblowers and literally kill them. Right, and you now we did hear Kevin Shipp uh, a couple of weeks or last week. Uh, I can't remember which one. I think it was the week before. But he did come out and explain how the deep state and the shadow government were controlling almost everything inside of the government. Yeah. So that no matter yeah. who we elected, they're going to be controlling everything with the money that they give to all of these. And they say, they, I mean, he came out and said that they own Congress. And, folks, what you're seeing it, with it's Congress... Not only the money, it's not only the money they give politically. They do smart things like children's hospitals. Yeah. They give 25 35 50 million dollars for a children's hospital. Well, how much good? good. How much good? How much goodwill is that going to buy them for how many generations? I mean, my God! But but it does go beyond. I mean, they they buy the Congress and then they control the Congress, and this is why. This is why you saw that Obamacare did not get repealed, uh, because you've got the establishment Republicans who are in the globalist pockets. Uh, controlling the show right now, and that's what we're going to have to change next. That's that's next on the list, and it's following our prescription perfectly. You got to get rid of the, all the leftists, get them out of government, and they, now you see what happens when they, they their the, their people are revolting. But you take control of the government, and then we see our own turning against us. It's almost undeniable. I think it is undeniable that what we're seeing it fits the template that we have been asserting here. Perfectly, doesn't it, Lee? And then on top yeah, of this, and it's not. It, let me let me make one comment. 
it's not our own turning against us. They they were never our own. They were people in an office called Republicans because it was good for them. Mm-hmm. And that's it. You know, yeah, you're, you're, those people... It's funny. Hey, Lee, your your reception is bad. Move around a little bit. You're blinking okay. just like you did last week. You're moving around, but I want you I'm to hold sorry. that thought till I can hear you again and then repeat what they you said. They were Republicans in name only because it was good for them. Right. Or or whoever they or whatever title they wanted to wear. Mm-hmm. It was it was good for them. And right. when it wasn't good for them anymore, then to hell with it. They throw it down walk right. away. And they look for another one they can use for a while. Yeah, well, and that, that's where all of this is going. But, you know, like a, Cornyn's resigning, that that's a uh, – <clears throat> he's decided to go for the money. He's going to get a $5 million a year lobbying job. Uh, so, anyway, now what I did want you to hear is what we find ourselves in, there is a spiritual battle going on. I believe that. And you were seeing these these spirits pushing and pulling, influencing people right and left to do the things that they are doing. And I want you to hear, this was on Sid Roth, and I haven't really had a chance to listen to this much, but it is going to be a fascinating sort of treatise on these very things that Lee and I have been discussing really over the past four or five years. Every show is about this in one way or another, and this is going to lay it out for you a little bit better uh, from uh, uh, speaker Don De Silva, who discusses this with Sid Roth on its supernatural. I want you to check this out, and Lee, I can't wait to hear what you have to say about it. Here we go. Maybe. I want to explain to me why you say the the invisible world is filled with all sorts of activity. Absolutely. Um, What I find is that we think we are walking around and um, doing what we think we want to do on our own, but actually we're getting input from a lot of places. We're getting input from ourselves, we're getting input from the Lord, and we're getting input from the demonic realm. And so there's a spiritual realm talking to us. And as I was coming here, I was asking the Lord, what's going on? And the whole thing I kept hearing was, all of God's promises are yes and amen. And I felt like if God is speaking that, then the enemy is probably telling people he's forgot about you. He's, there, he's probably telling people, oh, there's no hope. Or, you know that promise he told you years ago? It's not going to come to pass. And I just wanted to speak that I just want to turn off that station right now, and we're just going to say no to that station and yes to God's promise. You know, it, it came out of your mouth so smoothly. But, you know, it's so true. You're listening to another station. You think it's you, but it isn't. You think that that wife or that husband is is just awful. But that isn't them. You're getting the wrong transmission. Start doing something about it. Turn the channel. Oh, and that's why, because it blinked out of me for a minute here. <laughs> Isn't that appropriate? Let me see. Yeah, it's just You're like exactly tough. right. There we go. Here, You're let me bring it back up. The wrong transmission. 
Start doing something about it. Turn the channel. There it goes again. Hang on. It'll, I think it'll come back. I just tried to scroll it to where I could uh, listen to it a little bit better. Wait a minute. It's we, this is weird. I have really fast uh, download capability here, and it's loading up like... Uh, like a snail. It must be something that we're not supposed to be listening to, folks. Um, but, Lee, what do you think so far while he's coming back? I think they're exactly right. That we've, And we've been saying it for four years, that we are not, we're sitting here in a world that is surrounded by other beings. We can't see them, and we can't get at them, but they can sure get at us and influence us in everything we say and do. There are things through the Bible called the thought in the mind, secret speeching, and, you know, uh, pressing the veil, and all these things where they talk about the things that the demonic realm does. If you won't summon them to come across, then they'll do it from the other side. Doesn't mean doesn't mean that they're not going to get at you one way or another. You know, you don't have to actively do the witchcraft because they still hate you. And the people forget that if you are unredeemed, that's, that means completely, or if you're in a completely fallen state, that means that Satan can in, in basically take over your life and run it like he wants to, for the most part. Yeah, God has okay. said by a vow. All right, excellent. Now, let me get back on here. I think she's back. Okay. Uh, he ain't here, but here we go. Okay, check it out. So if you actually take that station and you say yes to it and you begin acting out, let's say rage is saying, you need to just hit that person over there, and then you take the swing at them, the enemy can walk away because you've now released an atmosphere that he doesn't have to stir up anymore. And, and you know the picture I have as you're saying that is all this road rage is oh. going on where people are killing people. I mean, and these are people that would never think of this type of rage. Absolutely. But they're being egged on egged with on. that transmitter. Absolutely, egged on. Okay, what would you say is the first step to having dominion over these voices? Well, you have to actually believe it exists. I mean, you have to, you know, what happened in the church is we had discerners that made messes because it was like everything was a demon and we were complaining about stuff. And so the church swung past the truth that we're in a spiritual war all the way over to, it's all good. Oh, there's no demonic. No, there's nothing. And we forget what's shooting at us. And so when my husband says something that hurts my heart, I'm instantly, you know, at him. Rather than, oh, oh, wait a minute, that probably was him um, speaking out of what the enemy's telling him to say. Because he knows what's going to hurt my heart. So it's like two against one. It it is. But (laughs) we have the triune nature of God. Oh, three against two. Sounds good to me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, You say we can literally change atmospheres. Is there a way for us to discern what's going on in that invisible world in the, from the atmosphere? Absolutely, but you have to practice. 
Um, I, I find that most people already pick up or sense or, or discern, but they don't know because they just are acting out of it. So once you start paying attention to how is my normal, what, what would that look like, then anything that comes out from that is actually helping me to know, oh, I'm probably picking up and responding to an atmosphere. But you have to practice. You've got to figure it out. You know, I notice a lot of people on diets, I haven't gotten this far, by the way, uh, a lot of people on diets, they know when they're full. I don't know when I'm full, but they know when they're full and they stop, but it came from practice. Practice. Yeah, it has to. You know, I get asked all the time, Donna, how did you learn so much about this discernment? And I said, hindsight. And they're like, no, really, you must have, you know, spent all this time in no, hindsight. I learned so much by um, getting tricked by the enemy <laughs> that I finally realized, oh, you know, trick me once, okay, trick me twice, you don't trick me a third time. And so it's hindsight. It's like, no, practice this stuff. Find out, talk to people. What are you sensing? I was on a trip one time. I was so grumpy. And I'm thinking, oh, it's just hormonal, you know. And I like to say to women, you can't be hormonal 365 days. Okay, <laughs> your husbands can thank me for that. But I'm, I'm grumpy and I can't change it. And I'm like, God, what's wrong with me? And I think I have the Holy Spirit, but what's wrong with me? And I, I finally decide I better warn my team. So I, I walk out to my team. I said, guys, I'm so sorry, but I'm just feeling grumpy today. And so, you know, if I if I hurt your heart, I'm so sorry. Just, just know it's fine. It's not, I'm not trying to. And I look at my team, and they're all kind of grumpy looking. And I'm like, oh, oh, is anybody else grumpy? And they're like, no. And I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. So I just said, okay. So we grabbed hands. We said, you know, we see you, um, irritation. We are not going to partner with you, and we send you back. And instantly, we were all better. Uh, how about things like health? How does it, how does the invisible world affect that? Well, you know, it. The enemy's always throwing arrows and darts, and he's just doing all of this stuff at us. And and you know, if the enemy says to you, um, you don't feel good, and then you know someone coughs next to you, and you're like, oh. Oh, 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 I don't feel good. I mean, we actually can partner with what he's saying about the atmosphere. You know, speaking of that, sometimes I hear, I have a thought, and the thought is, uh, you're not going to be able to sleep tonight. <laughs> and I do what you said. No more, though. I partner with that thought. Yeah. No, it's so important because the enemy is trying to give you to take the bait. And so actually you say, well, the Word of God actually tells me that he gives his beloved rest. And so, you know, and, you know that thought, whether it's my thought or the enemy's thought, it still defies the Word of God. So it's like, okay, so I hear you, restlessness, or I hear you, whatever. I'm not going to partner with you because I'm the beloved of God, and he gives his beloved rest. Now, now you have learned how to discern the atmosphere. And, and to be candid with you, now that my eyes are open, it's really not that difficult. But can anyone learn how to discern the atmosphere? Absolutely, but again, it's practice. And it's talking to people. I mean, I would talk to my friends and say, hey, I'm feeling this. What are you feeling? And sometimes I would feel it different than they would feel it. And so um, it's like trying to learn what is your tell or how do you pick up something. For me, if I'm in a place of the spirit of control, it puts me to sleep. I mean, I'll just be like, oh, I'm so tired. My son and I were driving, and he, we were all excited. He was going to lead worship, and we're going across the state line to this other place, and we both look at each other and just start, oh, we're going to fall asleep. And we both look at each other, oh, I see your control, and I'm not going to partner with you. I send you back, and instantly we are awake again. You know, that is a statement that's so important. 
I would like you to look in the camera yeah. and say that statement again. And I want you to remember this yeah. and use it. Right. It's so easy. It's like I see you, enemy. I am not going to partner with you, and I send you back. I believe that's some very good advice. It makes you wonder, Lee, what, what was going on in the head of, of this uh, Las Vegas shooter. It's almost as if he had been completely taken over. I don't know any normal human being, uh, you know, that that I personally know. I don't know anybody that would think that killing, trying to kill 22,000 people with rifle fire was a good idea. So then you have to bring in the demonic component that she was talking about within the invisible world. This guy had no religion, supposedly. He had no politics, supposedly. But when you partner up right. with Islam, you're accepting something that is very unholy. I mean, look at all of the people that they kill all over the world. Yeah. That's part of their radicalness. And so then you were subject to the influence of the moon god's uh, wrath, okay? And, I mean, what this woman was just saying, I think it's integral and uh, maybe trying to explain what could have happened in Vegas. I think it goes beyond a, the, the, some sort of natural proclivity just to be a murderous serial killer, all right, a mass murderer. I think it goes well beyond that. And uh, there are so many other things that we have seen where people just get completely taken over, and yet they seem they can actually function normally. And is, is there a certain sort of... Uh, a demonic entity that can do that to you. They can take you over completely, and yet you seem, you know, because you see the people snarling, and maybe that's a, I don't know, but, but this guy, he seemed to be functioning normally, except for what he did. Is that not the most dangerous? What What is that, do you think? It's demonic, and he was just carrying it around, and it would rear up periodically, but it had an agenda that it was working him through, and it came out. Now, whether he was the setup or the actual one that was doing the firing, doesn't matter because he played the part that they wanted him to play. Yeah. This time, though, maybe it won't work out as well as it has the other times. Yeah. But I think that you know anybody that would do something like that, you have to question. You know what? It, what? It, what took them over? What influenced it's them? The know. same thing with the kids, even all the way back with the schools and the kids going into the schools and killing and killing everybody. Mm-hmm. Sandy Hook and and all of it. It is you know those kids were left alone. They were not uh, believing people. They were uh, a lot of them were loners that. And they were perfect prey for the demonic realm. You know, like kids, all these kids that have these uh, secret playmates when they're real small, that, I'm sorry, they don't have secret playmates. They're they're having a visitation of a demon, okay? Uh Make this clear. It, it, It is demonic. It is satanic. And it is a build-up to working through that child by small degrees to get them to follow what they say, just like a Ouija board, just like tarot cards, and just like, you know, satanic cult groups. 
same principle every time. Same thing. And there's only one. It's like the leader of a cult group. You don't ever see him going out and shooting people, do you? But he'll 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 put the word out that so and so needs to be taken care of. And one of the more susceptible ones will go out and shoot him, or they'll go out and beat him up. And that has gone on hundreds upon hundreds of times, even through the regular churches. You'll see it happen over and over and over and over again. You know, anytime there's a corrupt uh, leader, it's it's usually demonic. Every time there's somebody suggested, you know, and it's all demonic. They shop around and hunt around, and they're always on the watch for a person that has the tendencies or, you know, something that's going on with them that they have a... They have a well, bad home life. But but just like you stated <clears throat> with the uh with the uh one of the direct I mean one of the, the higher echelon guys who ran that uh that uh the center for the mentally uh you know, challenged, deranged yeah. or uh people who were considered psychologically uh they, they have to be uh, incarcerated, they have to be held and he was saying that eighty percent of them were, you know, under the influence one way or another. Um, yeah, eighty percent were there because of demonic attacks or demonic presence. And so we don't yep. really—it's it's impossible to quantify. But what if there's been a lessening of that hand to allow this stuff to happen? Uh, as was actually, this was prognosed in the Bible, wasn't it? I mean, as far as the prophetic. Yeah. Uh, I mean the prophecies that, that that have taken place from Daniel and Revelation and all they, these in essence in the release of the four horsemen these in essence represent what we're seeing maybe represents what happens when that happens when that pulling up of the uh, sort of the governor that 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 suppression uh, that was there from the Creator is lifted up and allowed to happen not unlike nine eleven okay I mean that's and this is one of the things that <clears throat> Jonathan Kahn repeatedly goes through as in, in the Harbinger of speaking of that very thing. And when you read the Harbinger, if you haven't, I would recommend that you do so, but it makes perfect sense. And then he follows it up with a paradigm. And uh, he's, he's basically uh, enumerating these things are cycles in history, and they keep happening. And then you pointed it out last week very uh, appropriately, that well, that's because the same things are, are trying to be done, and they keep not being done, and maybe this is going to be the time that it gets done, you know. Uh, and that yeah, was a, a exactly. very, I mean, that was an apt statement. It made me stop for a minute because you know you have to drill this stuff into people's heads. I mean, uh, he has always tried to take the throne, and he has tried throughout history uh, through each of these beasts, you know, like what eight different. Right. Uh, world systems of government, more or less, uh, and maybe this is the final one. I mean, this is eighty percent of the prophecies have come true. So, what I'm telling you is this component that we're seeing, this uh, this shooting, all of these things that are happening, may be part of the prescription that we were told of and, and laid down. And I mean, this could actually be what's happening. And like birth pains, they just keep coming closer and closer together. Could be now. 
I mean, it could be 75 years. We don't know. That's the thing. Well, you, there's nobody that could possibly know. But you look at the signs, and that Revelation 12 sign in conjunction with September the 23rd, which is what, you know, the beginning possibly of the tribulation, the eclipse, We we these are signs that we were promised were going to be told to us if we watched. And that's why I say at the end of each show, keep watching the skies, because that's where you see these signs. So, and then that leads us into the next thing. And this, all of these uh, government systems, they ain't got much time to go through this, but I'll try to peel through it fairly quickly. They're still around, folks. I mean, we had the guy, what was his name? Um, I, I want to get into that story. I have not had a chance, obviously, with everything that's going on. But this whole show is sort of predicated on what we saw and what we are seeing may be a, a vast spiritual component to it in this world that we do not see that is taking a making a a, a play right now and, uh, on on all of these victims that are you know useful idiots uh, for lack of a better word they're they're easily used uh, as pawns to meet these ends the freemasons this is one secret society that goes way back they're still around and they're they're the ones that are that are sort of uh, they're housing all of these ideas that survived throughout history for a reason. It's got an exhaustive history. They go back to the stonemason guilds. It goes really back all the way to ancient Egypt. And they boast of being the world's oldest and largest fraternity. And the Illuminati saw this particular organization and saw that they could use it to their vast benefit. And so they are part of that organization. The lower members don't know until they get above the 32nd degree. And then certain things are made known to them. Okay, and this we've covered this many times. Uh, they have lodges, locally used, supervised, <clears throat> so they're everywhere. Um, the first Grand Lodge was uh, in London in Westminster, later called the Grand Lodge of England. Then you had the Scottish Rites, which were done here in America, but none other than Albert Pike, who gave us those three World War prophecies. He said the last war would be fought between Christianity and Islam, and they, everything was predicated on that. And then you have you go back to William Cooper telling us that the 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 endime paradigm would be uh, sort of a form of society, uh, what is it uh, totalitarian socialism is what he stated, and if you look at Antifa and some of these other groups, that is precisely what they are aiming for, ladies and gentlemen. That's a danger sign. So the requirements to become a lodge member for the Freemasons vary based on location, but the minimum are that you must be well recommended, a man of good repute. You must, uh, used to, you must declare a belief in a supreme being, but not necessarily anymore, because they're going to, you know, if, if you're good, they're going to move you out of your belief system and into a new one. Number two, the Illuminati, while this one, uh, may, it says may not still exist. I visited their website, folks. I did a show on it. Towards the end of the show, they have a website. They still exist. I played you their commercial. So, you know, <clears throat> most people don't go to the trouble just to Google it and find their freaking website. I mean, it's all, it, it is funny. Now, they don't exist. Well, here, why don't you just go to their website? A high-ranking site, folks. So they are a prime example of a secret site. They are here, and people deny them, and yet you can go to their website. Their, their power lies in the fact that people don't believe in them, even when they run a website and tell you everything that they believe in. It's crazy. So, um, and that comes from Adam Weishaupt, and that is, I think that's sort of the master group 
of the Bilderbergers and all these other groups, the Order of the Skull and Bones, that was one of George Bush's, the Scarabean Senior Society, uh, the, the, the female Freemasons, what do they call them, the Daughters of the Oathly? I mean, you can go on and on, but what I'm yeah. telling you is is the they circle. play... Yeah, they they play a big part in perhaps what we're seeing right now. We just don't know it. And they're going to play. I mean, you can get the the Shriner out there. Uh, the uh, talking, guy. Yeah, talking about uh, the, 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 the Shining One, what they teach them, that Lucifer is going to be their deliverer, okay? Follow the light and right. all of that. So, I mean, this is what we are seeing. Lee, Daniel, great job tonight. I appreciate you coming on, as always. I uh, hope Thank everybody you. has a great week. Thank God you. bless you. We'll be back next week at 7. Keep praying for those uh, victims and the injured in Las Vegas. Keep watching the skies, and uh, we'll be back next week. Remember, come to conservativefocus.com. There's plenty of stories here I didn't get to. God bless. Take care.